10 years later, it is the year 2029, and we are recording season 15 of the Gotham Chronicle podcast. And boy, were those last 10 seasons crazy without Davi Mazows on the show. I'm Josh, and joining me is... Oh, this is Don, and I'm an old man. In 10 years, you're going to be an old man. <laughs> How did you become older than me in 10 years? This is Jan. <laughs> and this is the the finale of Gotham called Ugh. The Beginning. This is it, folks. This is what we've been leading to for so long. So on April, was it 20? Yeah, it was April 25th. A comic book event, years in the making, premiered where a hero finally fulfilled their destiny, culminating their long journey. And we're talking about Avengers Endgame, of course, uh, which is uh, that symmetry to the joke I did on the Avengers uh, Endgame episode of Comic Book Film Review Plug. But no, we're actually talking about uh, the last episode of Gotham entitled The Beginning, which takes place 10 years in the future. Um, hence my... Little ten years later joke. Yeah, what will we all be doing? Five years. Say what? Endgame only went five years. What losers? I know. Like, take that. <laughs> Bruce was like, Bruce was still traveling around the world during the snap. <laughs> He's like, spoilers oh, no. for Endgame. <laughs> if no one's seen it. <laughs> Uh, oh, the, excuse the, you. The spoiler lift. The spoiler The snap is from Infinity Russos. War. But the time skip isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon's looking around. Oh no, all my friends are being snapped. Alan and Montoya have been snapped. Harvey Dent's been snapped. Valerie Vale's been snapped. A- enjoy that, that, that those jokes while you can. It's the last time you can make it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to tell Gordon jokes anymore. Not that I'm going to stop. You're not going to you know. be able to be sad about Alan and Montoya anymore. Unless you somehow put I... them in the comic room, f- comic film Listen. review. Listen. <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, if only <sighs> Alan and Montoya were in this film. What do, who are Alan and Montoya? <laughs> this is Gotham. Richie Rich's Christmas wish, Josh. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, listen. John Stevens wrote this episode. And during the New York Comic Con press thing, he was like in the middle of writing the episode when we were talking to him. And I said to him, I have one request for the finale. Can you include a reference to Alan and Montoya? And he said, I'm going to see what I can do about that. (laughs) So I watched this episode and I was like. One thing that I've really wanted to happen actually happened, which we know we'll say for soon, but you can guess what it is. It has to do with locker rooms and um but I'm like waiting for Alan and Montoya. Like I didn't think they were going to show up, but like you know, a reference or something. But no, nope. Instead, we had to talk about caterpillars on lips. <sighs> um, Why would so she I, talk about Alan and Montoya? <laughs> she never met them. <laughs> she, she met Montoya like 15 years ago. No. She never. Oh wait, wait who's Barbara. She? Okay, yeah. I thought you meant Lee for a second. Um, but I was like, yeah, Lee never even met them. That's how long they've been gone. Isn't Barbara the one who said caterpillar on your lip? That Barbara it was, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking when Lee teased him about it, but yeah, you're right. Um, gotcha. So, I mean, we're not going to do a long recap for this because it's, it's not- originally I was going to write an Amazing Spider-Man classic style recap for this and like for the last episode and just have fun. But I didn't have time. So suffice to say, it's been 10 years. 
Gordon is stepping down as commissioner, but you know, the mayor is not happy about that because mayor he needs Gordon. Yeah. Mayor Bing Bong. He's back again. He's mayor. <laughs> he's never, there's, there's no one better has ever come up in 10 years. Apparently you have, you have to do some callbacks here. You have to be like mayor Bing Bong. <laughs> Cause that's all you ever called. Him. Yeah. We all do all the callbacks and it's like, Oh, is Barbara it's a ever going to, is Barbara ever going to leave her apartment this series? What are you talking about? She's in like six different rooms that are not her apartment in this entire episode. Like It's true though. <laughs> she went back to the Sirens Club though. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there was a little bit of confusion about why she did that aside from the fact that like, well, we haven't torn that set down yet, so let's use it. But yeah, like, it's like <laughs> you only keep a gun at your bar and like nowhere else. Um, so Gordon is kind of, you know, being reflective that he was hoping that in the time that he was like the city savior, that other people would step up and kind of like pitch in and take control. And he's, you know, contemplating that nobody has. And Bruce is coming to town and he's he kind of has some feels about that. And another person that's having feels is Selena, who um, knows that Bruce spied on her stealing a diamond while she was dressed as Lily Simmons. And she tells alfred you know he can't just come back as if nothing happened alfred is um got some nice silver hair and his cane alfred because he's looking fine yeah he's, he's, been, he's dressed more butlery in this episode yeah Good um and point. i guess like whatever bane did to him he still needs that cane <laughs> you mean so, we, we saw what he did to him. he stopped his back <laughs> did he though yeah he did he did um, <laughs> did he though <laughs> um our villains are you know have been in jail for a time like uh apparently six months you know after um reunification which like take a shot for every time they say remember the beginning of the season it was always like ever since the bridge is blue ever since the bridge is blue like this episode it's ever since reunification 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 and like if you've missed the last 10 seasons of the show during this time skip bullock and like everyone else catches you up bullock's like why didn't I buy property after the, you know, reunification like Barbara did and get rich? I don't know. Why are you being that specific? <laughs> anyway, I got to get home to my wife, Leslie. You and the doc. They never God mentioned that they married. God damn it, Bullock. You were the one that married us. Yeah, but we haven't filmed that episode yet because they made these out of order. Wow. That and then joke the, never. Then the Flash shows is. up and is like, I'm too soon. <laughs> Bruce, she's the key. What? <laughs> when he said the flash shows up, I was thinking of the scene from um BVS where like Ezra Miller's like, what is he? He's like, Bruce, she's the key. She's the key. Yeah, I didn't watch that movie because I don't watch movies with Ben Affleck in them. Again, a callback <laughs> because I remember you saying that before the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do Did lots we say of that co- before? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember us. Maybe because I've never watched the film. And I've, never I've, I've often bitched about that movie on this podcast. And <laughs> okay. I kind of like this idea that, like, because you know the finale didn't do as many callbacks as they should, we, we as the podcast are just going to do a bunch of callbacks as much as we can. Let's just like cram, <laughs> cram them all in there. Like, um, but. <laughs> The, the villains who are all in their respective jails are like hearing that Bruce Wayne's coming back to town. Nigma's excited because he knows Bruce Wayne, even though Corey Michael Smith like complained that they never got a scene together. And uh, it's enough to make Jeremiah put his plan into action, which involves him and Echo uh, manipulating uh, Penguin and Riddler into thinking that like 
they're part of like some plot while Jeremiah kidnaps Barbara Lee uh, and takes her to Ace Chemicals, where Jeremiah gets a battering through his arm. And uh, the this hand. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, this you're hand. right. Um, I, I, I'm not going to do a beat by beat because I didn't take notes and I was originally, like I said, going to do one, but then time happened. So, but the episode ends with Alfred Bullock and Gordon on a rooftop looking at a CGI Dobby Mazow's chin in a Batman mask as the series closes and Gotham takes its final bow. With a Batman uh, shadowy insignia uh, emblazoned in the back of the logo. Yeah. So, Jan, um, I have no idea what you thought of this episode, so I would like you to go first. I gave you. I didn't message anybody. I just watched it in complete horror the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) It's the last one. What do I do? There's only ten minutes left. Oh my god. There's ten minutes for Alan and Montoya to show up any at any second now. I don't care about them. If anyone, I'd want Harvey Dent to show up. <laughs> he was pretty hairs. But anywho, or the ogre to come back magically. Um, <laughs> he's he's really dead. <laughs> I know. You guys don't understand how much I love um, that actor, though. <laughs> Jeremiah has Hugo Strange make like a whole like secret society of like villains that um. Died. Um, that died, and he like had Hugo. Galavan shows up. Bring, yeah, Galavan. The then you ogre. see like zombie Tabitha and Butch making out in the back. <laughs> At last, they're together. Oh man! And Roz, like zombie Alexander Sadiq, and uh... <laughs> with the Arabian music playing when they scan over him. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh I kind of liked what they did with it. It it felt like a kind of a pre it felt like a preview episode, a pilot for a whole new show to me. That's what they said they were going for. Yeah, so I was like I kind of want this. I want to see where this would go. Uh because it looked like silly, but it clearly set up like where everybody was. And it it totally felt like Gotham, but it did feel like uh, a more mature, more set Gotham for me. Because, you know, everyone was, like, aged. And it wasn't, like, so much like, where is this going to go? It was like, this is how things are now. And it did make me want to see how uh, Jim and Batman would work with their relationship. Since it did start with him saving his daughter. But also, there's clearly some questionable things that would happen in the future that would make them question, uh, is Batman really on my side or not? Because you also had that whole conversation between Lucius and... Uh, Alfred. Alfred, where he's all like, who, who, who he decides to take on his journey is his own choice. And then, of course, you had the bat cat thing. From the first kiss to the last. There was no kiss in this episode. Yeah, they didn't bitch. kiss. <laughs> but I do like that they. Well, set that, up that was the... a callback to Jordan Valdez. <laughs> but I did like that they did set up the whole future relationship 
considering she felt burned. She had every right to feel burned. She's like, I was so pissed at you that I transformed into Lily Summons. <laughs> now you know she means business. <laughs> Is that the new actress? Yeah, it's a new actress. Yeah, she didn't really bother me as much as I thought she would. I'm. I thought she did a good job. I don't like the idea of them recasting, but supposedly it was Cameron's choice. But like, uh, putting aside the idea of them recasting, I thought that Lily Simmons did a great job. But uh, but but keep on going with your uh, thoughts. This the recasting didn't really bother me so much. She looks very similar to Cameron B. Condova, and her mannerisms were also very similar. And clearly, they did work together, just like Cameron said that they did. And the fact that it was Cameron's idea, she's all like, yeah, it's 10 years later. I feel it'd be better if we use an older actress. It worked for me. I just would have liked if she, because she's been on this journey, like was there like for like the final bow. But, you know, like in terms of like what our choices were and what we got, I'm not mad. Like it's not like it makes more sense than what they did with Ivy. Oh sure, yeah, of course, one hundred, one million percent. Yes, like they recast that girl twice. They only recast this girl once, and that was just because they wanted they needed someone older to play the role. It, instead of like, well, we just want to make her sexy so we can ogle a twelve year old. Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 like Selena had to be Catwoman practically in this episode, whereas yes. Ivy. That never needed to be Ivy. Yeah, she yeah, was. So. She was literally a child that they just wanted to film having old men paw over, which is freaking gross. And I will never, ever, ever forgive them for that. I mean, at least when they hired Peyton List, they made it like super cute when people liked her. Like I love her, and then like putting hearts and names in books and stuff like that. And Harper That's, being like, she's so cool. Yeah, that is very different than like an old guy just like trying to rub up on her or like make it very clear that he's trying to bone her. I forgot about the Harper thing. <laughs> yeah, Alvarez is the one who did the heart with his name in the book. I know this is getting off topic, but I love when Harper like comes back in when like Gordon and Selena are like looking through something. It's like, hey, the others and I were talking and we, we don't think that you're on board with this Ivy thing. He's like, oh, <laughs> Ivy's awesome, right, Selena? I love Ivy so much, and I really selling it. And Harper's like, and you think you did? <laughs> run. Like run, Scoob. <laughs> like run, Scoob. <laughs> but yeah, who else was there in this episode? I did like Penguin, and I did like Ed. Boss. But although Ed was like laughing maniacally the entire episode, and I was just like. Yeah, if this was a pilot, I would go for it. But dude, this is this last episode. Please just calm down. <laughs> like every two seconds, he did do that a lot. As, as, as almost as often as uh, Robert Lord Taylor just like screamed as he often did in the series. Yeah, but Robert Lord Taylor screaming wasn't nearly as annoying as. <laughs> I was just like, okay. We get it. It's awesome, or whatever. I did like his. I did like his suit in this, though. His suit was amazing. His suit was glorious. I loved his beetle boots. <laughs> uh, yes. I think that's everyone. 
And you had Lee. What was this Lee's hair? She had red streaks in it. Because <laughs> ten years have passed. And instead of going gray, she goes red? <laughs> she has to be a cool stepmom. It was just really bizarre. I was like, shit, were they filming this during Deadpool? Oh, yeah. They filmed this in, no this in November. Did they film it during Deadpool? Does she have red hair in Deadpool? I thought she, you know what she did have red hair in Deadpool. Yeah, but, yeah, but this they filmed this in November of like like, like the they, most they, recent they Thanksgiving they, that we had. Deadpool was already out. Yeah, they did film this well afterwards. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I was just wondering because I was like, this looks like her Deadpool hair. I'm not sure. So it was very confusing <laughs> to me. So in like one movie, she's boning. Uh, Ryan yeah, Reynolds, and then she comes over here and bones Jim Gordon, and I'm like, okay. Wait, so are you saying <laughs> you that Jim Gordon? Uh, are you saying that Jim Gordon and Ryan Reynolds are boning with the same girl, same girl? Oh we need to God. do another callback. This is like Endgame now. We're trying to make all these callbacks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do another flashback. Um, <laughs> oh God! Same girl, same. Okay, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, because Barbara uh, Lee had a tooth missing, and that's the only thing of note. I did like that Barbara Lee had like um, not quite the Princess Leia hair that she had in her first appearances, but like I did notice that like um, by her ears, her hair was like mini Cinnabons, kind of almost like her first appearance. Aww, but also, yeah. um, no, I didn't even say anything about Jeremiah and Echo. I did like how that turned out. That's all I'm going to say until we talk about it. <laughs> I'm done. All right, my go. Um, imperfect. Uh, I think the first 20 minutes were pretty enjoyable, kind of catching everything up with, with the characters. Um, I really liked the first... The, the last time you see Dobby Mazzao's on screen, it's really cool. Him, like, you know, in like another country, kind of like walking yes. in slow motion with his hair, um, as anime as ever. And saying, you know, I'm safe, but don't be here for me for a long time. But when Gotham needs me, I will return. Like that's an awesome kind of like quote unquote final line for Dobby Mazzano's. And yes. um, that was really cool. I, I think that the the re, the first few scenes of, of all the familiar characters were pretty good. I think the show completely forgets why it's here in the second bulk of the episode. The entire plot, and I know it was, it's it's Joker related. But the whole like you know we gotta save Bullock from being framed for murder and we got we gotta take care of the bomb. I mean, yeah, I complain about this throughout the series, but like these are these are things that they and I'll, I'll get into it in further detail. I don't know why they didn't have Batman to save the day because the the failure of this of this finale is that there's not there's not enough of a reason why Batman needs to be there because at one point it's still Gordon and friends. It's like Lee, you have Doctor Sands, you solved the bomb or whatever. It's it's like what are we doing, guys? Um, the last five minutes are cool. The first fifteen-ish minutes are cool. The 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 middle part is kind of time wasting. Um, I did love uh, Penguin and, and Riddler realize, especially their costumes. Um, yes, I I really didn't like how I, it's ten years later and most of the cast don't look it. You know, they recast Selena. Um, they put Alvarez in a bow tie. But by and large, everyone looks exactly the same. And I'm not saying that like they should look all haggard or whatever. 
but I think that like like Donald Logue doesn't look a day older than he did uh you know in the previous episode and I think that like that shows just just a lack of imagination um it doesn't it, um, it makes it it makes it less fun if if there's no if there's no real visual instances of 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 time past but so I think that like there are some fun things in here I think that overall this finale is pretty endemic to Gotham as a whole and that there are cool parts but I think the potential loss and how it could have been better kind of is kind of the show in, in, in a nutshell. And uh, I mean, I, I, I overall enjoyed it, but like, I, I wish it were better than what it was. And I would say that like the chief problem of this is time. I think that 42 minutes is far too, too little. This should have been at least an hour, if not two hours for a finale, because there was a lot of ground to cover, a lot of stuff they could have showed us. And 42 minutes was criminally too short. And that's, that, that really, that's the biggest and most important problem I think the finale has. Is that it's just it's just far too short, and it need, and it needs to be longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been sitting on my thoughts of the finale since I first saw it, and trying to make sense of them. And there are things that I really like. Um, I love penguin scenes. And my favorite scene of the whole episode is that final scene of him and Riddler where, like, Penguin's like, who does he think he is saying my town? And, like, Riddler very soberly saying, I was there, Oswald. Which, like... (laughs) I did not spend 10 years in Blackgate to give up my city to a guy dressed like a bat! (laughs) That is is a legit reaction. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) well like we've all had that moment like you know like we're either all of us have had that moment where we're either ed or oswald in that conversation where we're telling a friend a story and they say i know i was there or we're in ed's position where we're hearing a friend say something and we're like yeah we know that we were there so (laughs) i love how Corey michael smith delivered that line and i love their reaction like we're gonna show him who's boss and then they look up and they're like uh tomorrow tomorrow like, <laughs> well, I, I love when they first see Batman and they're both like grabbing each other. Ah! Like that's really cool. Yeah, like it's Batman Forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really cute. See, that's I like that. It was like really campy and also on point. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like I, I loved how episode eleven ends between them with them like about to like stab each other, but instead they make out and um. So like, but but this, I thought that was out. a good. In my fanfic, they did. Um, I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was a good final word on their relationship, but this was like a good epilogue. And where I've kind of been sitting yes. on this is like I don't know, like because I was like this doesn't feel like an ending. Like this doesn't feel like a goodbye. This feels like almost like an ordinary episode. And then yeah. I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not supposed to look at it as a goodbye. Maybe the episode before was supposed to be the ending. That was supposed to be the goodbye. This is supposed to be like what they're saying, which is a pilot for a show that like is is not going to happen unless like there's a miracle or something. But like a pilot for like a non-existent Batman show, like because this is a prequel, so like it doesn't have to be an ending. So I, I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it that way, but at the same time too. A series finale still has to kind of serve as a goodbye for these characters. And um, kind of with what Don and Jan have said, where it's, I want, we should have had another hour because there's a lot that we didn't see. I would have liked to have seen how Gotham has changed in the 10 years since Bruce was gone. I would have liked to have seen Lee at her clinic. 
you know, maybe she's still moonlighting as Queen of the Narrows. God, I hope not, you know, but like we at her <laughs> clinic, um, Lucius running Wayne Enterprises. Yes. Like, the, just to kind of like check in in this world. And um, having what Bruce Wayne be. Bruce. Yeah, having Bruce Wayne be a ghost, I understand why they did that, but like, it was very limiting because like scenes of Bruce reuniting with everyone and like them explaining like how Gotham had changed for them in the last 10 years, that would have been a good way for the audience to get exposition for like how this world was different as opposed to Harvey randomly saying, boy, isn't it strange that Barbara bought up a bunch of real estate after reunification and became rich? Why are you saying that now, Bullock? Like, <laughs> a lot of this doesn't work if you if you don't know Batman lore, and not yeah. not that like a lot of the lore is, is like you know deep cut need to know like a lot of it's pretty pretty straightforward and basic, yeah. but like like a lot of it feels very much like, like like you don't know what Bruce is really up to. I mean, obviously he's Batman, but it's very very abstract. And again, just a, just twenty more minutes just to kind of flesh things out and let things breathe. Anything would have yeah would have made would have made this. I think a yeah. much more proper finale. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think. I mean, I think I think that like the three of us will find things to agree and disagree on. I don't think anybody can possibly humanly argue that this that this was a perfect length. This 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 needed to be sixty plus minutes, and it it is crippled because of that. And that wasn't their fault either, because like they were fighting to get extra like episode order like from Fox like till the very end, where like while they were filming like these episodes, like they said, okay, you can do two more episodes. And at that point, like it was kind of too late to like change the script for the finale and like redo it. So they just like, you know, did those middle episodes, uh, like trial of Jim Gordon and nothing shocking, That's but sad. it's, yeah. Well, They're and they need to do some the... reshoots to just cut in there. Like they did with fantastic four, <laughs> but, but, but they needed to get the episode number to 100. That Give was Selena part of it too. Give it was like, that they wanted the number to 100 for syndication, but yeah, like this should have been two hours. Um, and what I keep on going back to is this was not like a bad episode where I'm like, Oh God, I wish they didn't do this or, Oh, yeah. like this episode makes me angry, but it didn't, it, it didn't live up to what a series finale should be. It just felt like, you know, a by the numbers episode of Gotham. And the scene that brings that home for me every time I watch it is the scene where they're at the, little like party and like everybody leaves except for the main characters and they're all like working together to defuse the bomb and i was like this feels like a random episode from season four or five or like like this doctor's hands and and that's such a big failing because like again like like it's like i don't know why this show requires a batman when all these characters are fully capable if it was if if gordon had found out that his daughter was kidnapped during then and they need to stop the bomb he was he'd be stressed out Batman could have said, "Here's how you solve the bomb. I figured that out. You do it, and while well, I'll rescue your daughter, because you you demonstrate a need while he can be he can do what others can't. But no, it's 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 got them by numbers. Yeah, that that scene of them like at the party was very Gotham by numbers. Like with them going over the bomb, I was like, the stakes didn't feel like that that high for Cut me. The um, Cut the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're like I remember watching um. Uh, what was the um one bad day where I thought like Bullock was gonna like blow up? Like I was like, oh my god, are they gonna like kill Bullock? Like because that then the stakes felt high, right? Because there's, there's there's no sense that like they're gonna die in this episode. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> so, yeah, well, so why, so why yeah. do it? 
Well, but the, I mean, that's fine. You could still make the stakes high with like even knowing that the characters are going to live because but, but, I mean, but, but that's but that's my, my point is that like we know they're going to live, but have Batman save them because if they solve it themselves, then there there's literally zero point to do that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted more shots of him beating up criminals, and there were none of those. You just hear like some punches, and then you see like his shoulder <laughs> and his boots. Yeah, you see, you see him like like on the on the crime scene before Gordon and Harper get there, which I thought was really cool. But mm-hmm. like yeah. the scene, the scene which was later, but the scene of Ace Kimball is it's literally him out of shot tossing batarangs until he lands them on the Joker, and then then he goes away, like. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? <laughs> exactly. I was just sitting there like, is? I um, okay. Will I get more of him later? No, we're just gonna do this really far shot from like halfway across town. I was like, how did Harvey even see him? I can't even see him in resuming. <laughs> He's like in. two miles away. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, holy moly! And I'm like, I where think is that's he? A I was squinting so hard trying to find him, and then I followed like the camera line. I'm like, I still can't see him. Then they came in close. I was like, oh, there's his. Okay, I see him now. Well, it's, it's, it's like, a friend. When, when you Are you sure him, it's not a speck of dust? When you see him from like, from, like his, from like behind him, like where like he lands, he looks closer than he turns out to be. Like he, he looks like he's he's within eye shot, but like when they zoom in, yeah, he's like halfway across the city. <laughs> oh my he's god! Like five buildings over. I thought he was across the street on the rooftop. Who is he? A friend? No, M- master master gold. That, that's a gargoyle. Oh, there's our friend. That's another gargoyle. I did. I thought the gargoyle was him. That's just that's just that's such incompetent. I'm sorry. They didn't. They could have done that better. I literally yeah. thought the gargoyle was him. I was like, wait, no, that's a gargoyle. And that's another thing is that this whole ten years in the future thing. I thought that most of the characters, like, I love that they changed Barbara's look. I love that they changed Oswald's look and Alfred's look, and like even to a degree Selena's look by giving her a whole new actress. But like Bullock, Gordon, Gordon like, so had many gray hair. Like, Alvarez looked more different than Yeah, what he, he had did. gray streaks in his hair. It's hard to see, but, like, it is there. Yes, like, you could see it in certain, like, parts. I'm going to see if I can find and, it. And um, Bullock already looked old. Uh, once you reach a certain age, you stop looking older. Yeah, but I, I, I still. Well, I mean, I, well, I don't think that's true at all. If, I don't think you stop looking older the older you get. <laughs> no, I mean, but. If anything, you rage years, more rapidly. Like 20 years or 30 years. <laughs> But where you would have like a definite change in how you look. He's, he's a well, and think think about though. Bullock's lifestyle too. Yeah, exactly. Like like <laughs> he would have to put on some makeup and look really. He's like... always looked like a finale <laughs> version of Bullock. Like honestly, he, he could have had like a, a, a shorter beard that wasn't gray or whatever throughout the series, and, and then like Donald would just come in to work looking like he usually does, and he'd be fine. But like I I, I think it's within rights to complain that like Bullock looks like he's he's immortal in this show. <laughs> <laughs> He's a time lord. It's it's the alcohol that preserves him. That's not how science works. Um, <laughs> we have we we have not we've been talking about how the characters look and their ages and their versions, and we have not mentioned even in my recap the mustache. Actually, yeah. we, we did we did talk about caterpillars, but like yeah, like I was that mustache. super excited to see it. I thought it was, it was a little kind of honestly, I thought it was kind of a puny mustache for. Gordon that like they that they've rapidly cut off because it's like ah I was trying something that didn't work it's like Ben McKenzie went Halloween went as Halloween as a classic looking Gordon just 
I mean, he, he didn't even have glasses. It's like I understand. <laughs> and that was what he did, not like what a professional Hollywood like makeup studio could have done. Well, it's, it's like I, you know be- how it is. You've seen cosplay people and then actual professional costumes. Who usually looks better? I don't. I don't get why this was so hard. You know, it's one episode. It's not like they're asking him to take off his tie or his shirt. Like, just just have him look like a commercial Gordon. This one, it was like, well, you know, I don't look like me. It's like, no, this is this is just to preserve Ben McKenzie's like you know actor profile picture for twenty minutes. See, he would have looked amazing. He could have looked amazing, but like, I I could have lived with that. I mean, because because for those who can't see, because we are looking at pictures on the internet, it's a picture of Ben McKenzie with glasses and a really good-looking beard or mustache. I, th- I, I think he also the had a beard between by, seasons. The mustache by itself was like okay, but I would have liked the mustache and the glasses. But that being said, I didn't need them. Like, but like Reddit and like Twitter. They went like crazy for the mustache, and Z Chem would like post like little mustache teases, like "Wait till you see the mustache." The mustache is nothing and, to brag about. And I, I was talking to um a friend of mine who uh like follows the show heavily on Twitter, and he like sees a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, like the set photos and things. And he was telling me, I don't see any photos of Gordon with a mustache, and like w- when they were filming the finale, he's like. What if they don't do it? And I'm like, oh, they'll give him the mustache. But he was like, but he's not wearing the mustache in any of the photos. And I was like, huh, maybe. They're, and, and now we know why. Because, like, yeah, he wore it for, like, what, two scenes, maybe? He wears it in the mayor's office. And then he wears it to pick up his daughter from uh, his uh, baby mama. Also wears it at the police station. Did he? Isn't that the first scene? I think no, when, the when first he went scene from is, the police is, is station bing bong. to Bing Bong. No, the first scene is no, bing bong. no, he didn't because the first scene is at the mayor's office, and then he goes to pick up his daughter. Then Bullock okay. gets arrested, and then the first time we see him in the police station, he's shaven. Yeah, yeah, because because um, in fact, like he's like shaved, like for some reason he like Lee didn't notice him shaving because like she's like checking on like you know her stepdaughter in bed, and she like turns around and like. He's like shaven, like while like I don't know, like mother, stepmother, and daughter were like reading stories or something. I thought he shaved at home. I didn't know he was shaved at the police station. When we first see him clean shaven, he's, he's at home, and then like he, he's rubbing his upper lip as if like he just did it. Okay. And he's like, "You shaved your mustache. That was the only reason I liked you." Divorce. Get out of my house. I, no, I'm, not I'm a homeless cop again. I mean, I I, I, I kind of get the explanation. Like, I want Bruce to remember me how I was, which is actually kind of endearing of Gordon. But honestly, it's like he's such a visually recognizable character, generally. And you know, Gary Oldman and J.K. Simmons look just like the character. So, like to me, it's it. I, I don't know. It, it seemed like more of an actor affinity thing than like you know, I'm playing a character for. And again, a fake mustache and, and, and glasses for 20 minutes of an episode or or 40 minutes. It's like, <laughs> yeah, really I agree. That much. I, I was hoping it would have lasted the entire episode. I was sad he didn't have the glasses on because it's like such an iconic look for. Specifically, Jim Gordon, he has the mustache and the glasses, and I was all like, okay, we've got a mustache. I guess half is better than nothing. And then he shaved it, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I think the mustache and the glasses, you kind of need it to complete the look. But, like, I didn't necessarily need it, but, like, I did think it was weird that, like, he had it only to shave it off. I was like, okay. Well, it was like that episode of um, that episode of Sherlock where you have what's his face? Oh, the deerstalker hat. 
Watson had the the mustache for a while, yes. and then he he shaved it off because he was told it was silly. Yeah, exactly. Like like uh, is that, that's exactly it. Like um, the whole the whole thing about like shaving the mustache off it's it's like a weird statement because it's like are we saying that like Ben McKenzie doesn't look great or like it's just a dumb thing in general, which is a weird statement to make. Like I don't know, guys. It's it's like you know I understand that like you know Ben McKenzie is a hand, very handsome dude, but like this is the character, and it's the final up. It's honestly. Honestly, it's like Tom Welling not wearing the, super, the ref, refusing to wear the costume in the finale of yep. Smallville because it's like, dude, it's the last episode. It doesn't even have to be that long. This is the character that you 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 signed for years to play. Nut up and do it. And I don't know yes, why they didn't do it in, the, in in this show. I'm sure Ben McKenzie would do it if he was asked, but I don't. To me, it's a very very minor thing. But because it's not here, it just makes it more more frustrating. Yeah, um, but one thing that we did get after all these years and all of his suffering, Gordon has Gordon has a home. It's true. He has a home. But does he have a bed? It's not a lot. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like. (laughs) Well, his daughter has a bed, so I hope he has one too. Unless he's sleeping in his daughter's bed when. When his daughter's not there, <laughs> the, the scene like cuts like you know thirty seconds early, like in the in the full version, like Alvarez like comes in like thirty seconds later, like, "Hey, Gordon, thanks for house sitting for me." <laughs> what are, what are commissioners for? <laughs> 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 he has a better job. He can't afford a home after ten years. That, that that's impossible. <laughs> All those ironic suits. Well, like, he, he he married Lee, hoping that a home would come with it. It's like you know, I was queen of the Narrows, and the Narrows blew up. What? So I'm still homeless, and I married you for nothing? I mean, I love you. <laughs> and they all move into the locker room. <laughs> the lamp. Be it ever so humble. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do an Iaco? <laughs> Oh, you have, to, you have to listen back to find out. Um, since we're on, since, since, <laughs> did you say the lamp? The lamp? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of fucking non was? <laughs> a molting, molting, Well, if if we are on Gordon as a character, um. Josh, you liked the reference of saying, I thought somebody would sort of, you know, take up my steed after 10 years, but it, it disappoints me that nobody else has done that. Um, that solved one of the biggest problems that, like, people have been saying since the pilot, which they're like, if Jim Gordon is this great hero and, like, he's saving the city from the corruption and he's like this, like, then what's the point of Batman? Then, like, why does the city need Batman? That's what I've been saying. And that. And and people were saying, like, if it's Jim Gordon's job to save Gotham, like, that's his mission statement, then ultimately we know that he's going to fail that because the city's going to need Batman by the end. So I thought that a lot of those criticisms were answered and dealt with with that line. And I was like, yeah, that 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 that, that made me happy. That was – that worked. That tied it up for me. I, I, I think that it, it's, a, it's a decent reason – for his state of mind, um, but I, I would not say it answers all the questions because, honest, from what they what they present us, Gotham's been perfectly fine without Bruce Wayne uh, in the last ten years, and Gordon's a commissioner. It's like it couldn't be better. So I don't. Again, it's it's like 
the reverse of year one where like um spoilers Jan but like uh Bruce returns to Gotham and says oh Gotham's gotten worse than I remember this this city seems better than ever so again pretty much and and everything the, looked fine the supervillains have been in prison for 10, 10 years so like again what the <laughs> like, like, like like they had one job it, uh, they, they should have said I'm being outnumbered this this, this is gonna become worse than ever and I can't do this for long and then Batman shows up I, I, that's not hard to do and I I don't want want to be just the, the naysaying voice of dissent in this episode I know I, I always am but I feel that like everything I've talked about so far has been incredibly minor simple things that they could have done with one line or one thing and the show didn't do it for like almost because it, it likes the characters too much Don Don Yes, I want to hold your hands and tell you <laughs> this is the last episode of a show called Gotham. <laughs> it's the most Gotham it's ever been. <laughs> oh, I think the most Gotham it's ever been is when Ben McKenzie was throwing Hugo Strange around two episodes ago. <laughs> I, I, I should mention, because we're talking about being negative, I don't remember if we teased it last episode or not. Um, but, like, yes, Dustin was going to be on here, but ultimately... Um, like, it just, we couldn't, we were all set, but some cards in this, like, you know, little house of cards fell down, and we, we couldn't put the Jenga board back together again, so. Uh, I know for a fact he liked it less than I did. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but, but when you're like, I'm sorry that we're being negative, I was thinking about what Dustin said on Twitter, and I was like, honestly, if Dustin was on here, this would have been a negative. Yeah, so for those of you who are listening, like, when is Dustin gonna come on? Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. He couldn't make it. When will yeah. Dustin come on to bring some light and be happy? Wait, what's that over there on that rooftop, like six miles away? <laughs> How the f- do you see that far? He's all the way in, in Metropolis. <laughs> How did Harvey see that far? He drinks like a f- horse. He also has glasses or needs glasses. <laughs> Dustin is um. <laughs> Dustin is a gargoyle with like he's a behind the gargoyle. With a CGI chin and uh, on the roof behind the building, <laughs> CGI with the chin. <laughs> and Stella is like you know wearing glasses like Alvarez, and uh, and Ben has been replaced by Lily Simmons in the ten-year time skip. I'll say this because because uh, like like Diamond Mazzaro's face is genuinely CGI onto the, onto that th- because images of Batman leaked months ago, much to the ire of many fans. And cause, so, so like the the person who's in the bat suit, the and, and there was and there were there was green screen dots on the chin. Like I'm looking at it right now, it it does it it looks like it's it's, it's him. Like it it does look like Davi Mazzaro. It doesn't look obviously fake. It looks a little odd, but like it's it's an interesting. I mean the, co- I mean we're, we're kind of going over the place. What do you what do we think of the costume? I liked it. It's serviceable, I think. Yeah, what it, I it saw is what of it, it is. anyway, like the shoulder and like the back of the head and like the foot and like the cape. I, I, I don't love it, but like I'm not like mad at Gotham because they're going for like that Dark Knight Rises, Christopher Nolan like esque look. And to me, like that's not. I'm kind of I more hated of like that look. like I, I I don't like that design for a Batman costume. But I'm not like oh this looks bad because of this this this. It's like okay they went for a version that's not my favorite, but I'm not going to be mad about it because for other people that's their version. Like to me, like I. I like the Tim Burton costume so much, but that's because I'm a 90s kid. Um, Same. I'll be honest. It kind of looks like the fake Batman from the, from the start of ba- Dark Knight, where it looks a bit pushed together. But at the same time, it doesn't look unlike a Batman suit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan well, of it. Like most the- of it was in the dark anyway, so I couldn't see any of the details. 
Yeah, you could see more details um, online where, like, Lily Simmons and, like, whoever this stunt double is, like, they posted, like, pictures of them, like, you know, having fun at, like, the gym and stuff like that or, like, uh, behind the scenes. I'm going to tell you this, that, like, uh, I... I, I still don't uh, this this series ended with, without ever really justifying Bruce Wayne having any some sort of like inspiration from bats. Okay, there was one or two scenes where he looked at bats, but like if you were looking down or doing your laundry during those scenes, you would miss them. So like it, it it still feels kind of reckless of the show to just have this whole series and never doing that. But I mean, you know, Dobby I'm just was, gonna show up dressed like a bat and beat people up. It's fine. Like, Look at this bat motif it. on my chest. I'm not. I'm never a fan of like the bat. The bat symbol on the belt, but like that's not here or there. The belt. The belt actually itself is interesting, but like um, yeah. I I well, I'll tell you what I did like. I liked um when first seeing Batman walk across those bodies, look at the plans, and like say, "Don't touch the bodies. I'm not your enemy." All of that was cool. All that was yes. In fact, like the the bits of Batman where we got, except for the AIDS chemical scene, were pretty awesome. Like the mm-hmm. scene with, with him and Selena, and the scene with him being chased by the cops was was without that. I, I'm giving the okay sign. Um, I understand the mystique of the character lending itself to not seeing him or him being in the shadows and stuff. That makes perfect sense. You don't. I'm not saying we had to see him all the time, but I think that like the way they shot it, like they, they could have had him beat up the Joker out of shot when yes. Gordon see that because literally him just chucking batarangs from across across the the warehouse is really dumb. Like that that's actually really 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 dumb, and they should have just kind of been a lot more creative with that. I think. Um, and I think that, like, people, a lot of people on Reddit really hated how little he was in this show. And again, a longer episode, you could have had, like, Alfred talk to him, and he's out of shot in the Batcave or something. You could have had, like, um, him be more integral in solving the bomb plot. You could have had, like, him just kind of, like, like, they even said, like, you know, oh, there are these gangs that are beaten up, but no one's died yet, like, bat sightings or whatever, or, like, you know, just shots of him going across, across the rooftops, like in Batman Year One, like, this 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 finale feels more like it's interested in like the supporting cast than it is really because because they have to rely on the supporting cast because they can't use Batman that much and that's and yeah, we I... talked about this a year ago when we knew that they were going to end in a year we were like can Davi Mazows pull off a realistic Batman in a year and like and, and I was no. like he does he he does not have the body type but at the same time like I'm like I. I was willing to overlook that because I wanted to see this actor who we followed for all these years cross Same. the finish line, regardless of like the fact that, you know, he didn't have yeah. a bodybuilder body. Um, and I remember hearing like, oh, he was going to work out before like the fifth season, you know, began. But like there's only so much that you can do if like and I'm not body shaming him. I don't want to come off like I'm doing that. Like if you if you look at me, you would know that I'm not body shaming him like, oh, my gosh, I'm uh, <laughs> I am not a perfect specimen, you know, by any that doesn't means stop of men from body shaming anybody. Well, that I'm, is I'm, true. I'm with you. I'm at no point am I ever going to like say Dami was out should have tried harder because like it was right. only five years and, and like it was a time skip. I mean, what could the kid do? So I think I think his vocal performance was actually really great. Right? Yes, his vocal performance was amazing. I loved hearing his voice. I loved mm-hmm. hearing his bat voice. I just, I was so excited for him, and I was like, "Is that him in the suit? Did they see mm-hmm. a weird chin on him? What's going on?" See, some teenagers are able to kind of like play tw- like pull off playing twenty somethings. He is still, like, for however tall he is, and, like, he's taller than Ben McKenzie, he still is kind of, like, baby-faced and lanky enough so where, like... He's a gangly teenager. Can, 
yeah he he's yeah like he still looks like a kid um and that's just you can't you can't do much about that. If he looked different, then you'd be able to do the 10 years later thing of him, Bruce Wayne, running around. But you would have had to have used, like, you know, like the technology that they used in, like, the Marvel movies to, like, de-age Robert Downey Jr. Like, <laughs> he comes out, like, where, where's Bruce? And, like, uh, and game spoilers, like, you know, <laughs> Bull Bullock's, like, Gordon turned around. And Bruce is sitting on a bench at the other side of the rooftop. And he's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna <talk> about her. <laughs> you're gonna have to preface what? this with end game spoilers that's what i'm saying <laughs> uh, that's what this, it, where you're have you been so bruce well i decided to get like this thing weeks, so. that you called that you called life you're gonna tell me about her no i don't think i will and selena's like who's the bitch is it <laughs> silver again it's nocturna <laughs> <laughs> and talia <laughs> Well, um, I, I mean, I'll, I mean, give the kid like seven or eight, eight, eight years. I'm sure he'd be perfectly fine. Like, uh, but no, like, like he's like seventeen or eight years old, maybe even nineteen years old. Like, I don't think anybody, I think he's still seventeen. I don't think anybody reasonably who was sane would expect him to to, to put out like like a, a an Affleck or Bale like physique, and that's that's perfectly fine. It, but in terms of presentation of the character, I know that they said the the the, the showrunner said. Oh, we were never going to play in the show Batman too much. It's all about the characters. He's eighteen. Okay, like, like I, I get not showing Batman, but still, that doesn't excuse. And that's why we had five minutes of the cast, the most, the cast of characters who, on the one hand, we love, but on the other hand, are generally useless. Dither around about a bomb. I mean, that's he not said we love. <laughs> I mean, you have like Alfred and Lucius and Lee and Gordon and I think Selena too and Barbara. And it's like, this is, I know the show is called Gotham, but like the reason Gotham City exists is so Batman has a place to live. Let's face it, guys. <laughs> Let's not pretend that like, like this is greater than that. <laughs> that is a very pessimistic view about the city. That's <laughs> um, true, though. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I think that they. That I think is. that there was just a lot of like, the story was very handicapped by the fact that they couldn't show Bruce that much, and they couldn't show Bruce that much because you know, you would have either had to have recasted David for the finale, and that would have. I, I. He's too good to recast. I think. Yeah, I. It would have been so empty that like like I, I would not have been going hooray look it's Bruce Wayne putting on a Batman costume because like no that because that's not the bruce wayne i've been following for like five seasons i would not have cared to see like i don't know uh zach efron like put on a bad cow or like whoever they would have gotten because it's i want to see the characters that we've been following this all that's why i was willing to overlook davi mazao's like body for uh and and yeah i, I was feel i feel, let it go too i, I just didn't I, care and I feel weird saying that because that's making it sound like his body is a disadvantage or something like or like whatever. Like really, his he age, doesn't have his age more than anything else. Yeah, it's because well, yeah, it's, his face. Yeah, it's not a disadvantage, and it's not you what? trying. It doesn't sound like you are trying to uh, shame him or anything. It's just that the body type that people expect for Batman is not the body type that David has uh, developed. So you can un- we can all understand why he couldn't fill out the suit and they had to get someone else to do it. 
and we really did want to see him as Bruce, but he still wouldn't have had the same body type as he would needed for the suit. So if we had him and then the person in the suit show up, it would just be really awkward. I will say this: he has he, Diamond Mazzaus is in better shape than Adam West was when he was Batman. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. He's. Mm. <laughs> we we watched that kid grow up like Donovan and I, um, you know, asterisk with Stella, you know, like uh, co-host for the first season. Like we were at that press junket for the first season and like, we sat down at the table with this like he was 13 years old at the time. He was, 12. Like, I he guess. was so little. He was so like we sat down to like talk to him. And he was so shy. He was afraid to like look us in the eye. And, I felt like, I felt bad for him when I when we were talking because he, he was, was like, kid. yeah, Don like, decided he decided to stare him down and intimidate him. Yeah, he was like, because I think it's different for kid actors because they can read a script and perform. That's different. But when you have to like talk to reporters, that's like an unscripted thing. So he was very intimidated, and. Like every single time we interviewed him after that, like, you know, he was getting bigger and bigger. But like I noticed that like he still kind of had that shyness about him. But then once we got to like season four, like <laughs> he was again. a man. Like he like took control of that table. He was laughing, he was joking around. Whatever shyness he had about interviews, it was done. He was like he was having fun. He was joking around. It was, it's it was kind great. of like the, uh, the Riverdale cast because I remember mm-hmm. – I, I don't think they were ever as shy as him because like we interviewed them before their season premiered. And like they were, they were fun and they were energetic. But I, I remember distinctly interviewing them for seasons two and three. They were much more professionally professional as celebrities. And I think that You like, have to remember though, Cole, Cole Sprouse was also on uh, – that a one million Disney single show. Disney movies, exactly yeah. the yeah. Zach and Cody franchise, excluding Cole Sprouse. He already was a pro by that point. But like KJ Apa, I don't think had, I, don't, I think he'd been on an Australian show. But like uh, <laughs> the they, cool thing about KJ Apa is he's actually like a like some sort of island prince because his dad is like a chieftain. Oh really? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Prince KJ. <laughs> that sounds mixed. like an episode of Riverdale. Like Archie, you just inherited this island, Jinkies. So he's he's mixed. He's not. It was like really amazing to like read. Like, oh hey, this guy is not white. <laughs> Cole Sprouse was the most um, prepared at that interview thing because like, and I know that this has nothing to do with Gotham, but I'll just tell the story real quickly. Like, we saw the like Riverdale pilots for like preview night. And, like, Jughead does not eat a single cheeseburger in that pilot. And we, like, went to that press thing. They started um, making him eat uh, more food now because Cole Sprouse started complaining that they wouldn't let him eat. He's like, Jughead needs to eat on film. Yeah. So in the last <laughs> two seasons, he's been eating more. So, like, Donovan and I are like, why didn't you eat a cheeseburger? And he had the answer prepared. He's like didn't you notice that when Archie came in to like talk to me, there was an empty plate with crumbs. I had already ate the cheeseburger. Like <laughs> he, he was like, also give me something a professional weirdo. He's like, he's like, he's like the white tire, the creator. <laughs> he likes just being very, uh, very eccentric. He's so pretty. Well, and he's like, he's been on Warner brothers hits since he was little. Cause he was on uh, friends as uh, Ross's uh, son. He's so pretty. <laughs> has 14 million I, I still think of him as the kid that peed on the wall with Adam Sandler. 
Yeah, I never watched anything when he was a child. I've only seen him in Riverdale. I'm good. <laughs> You've seen him once he was legal. He was like, now I can watch. <laughs> no, I've I literally only seen him on Riverdale, and then he's all like taking his shirt off and having sex with girls on film. If I had seen him as a child, this would be a problem. The point is, Davian Mazzazzo was a great Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> when he peed on that wall with Cole Sprouse. That was Anywho. a weird Riverdale Gotham crossover. Okay, um, Avi yeah, I, and I like the scene of him with Lily Simmons where she gives it to him for like leaving yes. Cameron Beacondova behind. She's I mean, like, "You just left she, Cameron she, right she, there." She, at she that doesn't airport. necessarily turn around and yell at him. She's just like, it's like an anime where she like looks in the distance. <laughs> it, or, or I, I was thinking Smallville. Yeah, where, like, I was thinking Smallville because in Smallville really nobody looked scene. at each other it was during conversations. So good. It was good. That scene was so good. She uh she nailed it. I was just sitting there like, yeah, Cameron would say the same thing, except she would do a little bit more of a head jiggle. <laughs> she you know she it. does that when she's when she's being serious. She does like her little she waggles her head a little bit. Like 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 uh, George Clooney and Batman Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on uh what was it, uh CinemaSins or something? Or... Apparently uh, there's a lot of good conversations that haven't happened in Batman and Robin that I don't remember because I blocked out everything because the movie was so shitty. Every scene with him and Alfred is actually really good. Yeah, that I I read that or I saw that somewhere like in um in a video, and I was like, I don't remember any of this probably because I blocked out this terrible fucking movie. We should watch it on Rabbit because it's it's it's, no. it's bad. It's very very bad. <laughs> no, but Jen, we've seen worse. <laughs> No, we haven't. I think Faust is actually a worse movie, even though it's it's, it's probably more inter- entertaining. No, Faust is Faust. Faust is a is a <laughs> Faust. Batman and Robin doesn't have a woman's boob expanding to the size of a planet. So whoa, and ass. I've never forgotten. On the that. subject of uh, Selena, like, um, do you do we? Do we think that, like, she's kept in touch with all these characters in the interim 10 years? Because, like, when she goes up to Alfred, he's like, oh, Miss Kyle, you're looking well. Like, are we thinking that that's, like, the first time they've seen each other since reunification? And, like, Probably not. And, like, even Lee says, like, oh, Selena's become quite the it girl around town. And uh, I, It sounds like it's the first time Alfred's seen her in a while, but I wouldn't say the whole 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Maybe in, like, two or three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's I don't think guy. they've like met each other. Uh, like they didn't have like tea parties or anything, but I'm pretty sure they've run into each other and had conversations every once in a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering like how these characters have like kept in touch with each other and how familiar they are. Like when Barbara, I like Barbara um, and like Selena like going to fight Riddler together. It's like, oh yeah, because they used to be the sirens. And before then, like Selena was that weird kid that moved into Barbara's apartment when Barbara yep. was too drunk to kick her out. And then Barbara tried to teach her how to be evil. And then Selena's like, yeah, you're being creepy as shit right Bitch, now. Bitch, please. I'm Catwoman. I have my own page in Secret Files and Origins. You're Barbara <laughs> Keaton. The writers don't even know if you're alive or dead. <laughs> just go to the Eartha Kit music video of I Want to Be Evil and learn, learn it that way um, exactly. I liked I loved her introduction scene because that was pretty much I, honestly I'm actually kind of I'm less in, it's not as annoying as the, as the Gordon visuals but I wish she were wearing some sort of cat motif burglar thing because she just, I thought she did when she, before she pulled it off no she was just, just like, a, like a burglar like, like she didn't have any like, ears or 
or what have you. It was just kind of a mask I saw. She did have the cat claws, though, to open up the thing. That's true. Yeah. Which I think she's had it before. Um, I also, yeah. I also thought that there was no reason to, to unmask when there were still cameras in the museum, but whatever. Um, but I did like the, the gymnastic but thing. TV. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, don't worry, everybody. If you, in case you were confused, no, this is not Ivy. It's Selena. But like... Uh, <laughs> well, but like... It, 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 Lee does introduce the, the scene. Yes. Lee introduces the scene by saying Selena's the it girl around town and it like fades to that. Which they don't explain. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, but... I think that like she's climbed up the society ladder like with her like wealth that she's used to steal things. That's why she's able to go into that like dinner party like dressed to the nines. It's very uh, Jeff Loeb in like the Jeff Loeb comics. That's how she was. It yeah. like killed me like... <laughs> I get why they did it, but it was such a long scene of her going through the f***ing lasers. Like entrapment. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. just like, wow, I'm over this trope. <laughs> when I saw the um, the pre-edited version of the finale, the lasers weren't there, so she's just like crawling around on the floor. And I was like, I guess there's going to be lasers here. Um, I think that Lily Collins did a really good job. I think that she uh, acquitted the character Simmons. Role. Collins Simmons. <laughs> Lily Collins is Phil Collins' daughter. <laughs> I, I thought. I, th- I think I, I was worried. I was, she's I was, in the Ted Bundy movie. I think I was worried. Right I now. almost said like the like the, the actress for Betty. I saw Riverdale. <laughs> That's Lily Reinhardt. Lily, Lily Reinhardt. Reinhardt. <laughs> the Riverdale. <laughs> Lily, Lily Reinhardt, Reinhardt was a great choice. Who is dating? Selena, who is dating Cole like, Sprouse right now? <laughs> Lily Reinhardt's like, why'd you have to leave like that? The and she turns around and it's Cole Sprouse, and he's like, there was no like away, in real you. life. They're dating. Oh, okay. That's that's oh, that's nice. Yeah, Betty and Jughead or Bughead are official IRL. <laughs> I, I remember that name. Yes, um, they are official IRL. Whereas KJ Appa has his pick of the litter from from whatever the writers. And then you them. have uh, Choni, which is Cheryl Blossom and um, Tony Topaz. Topaz. Yeah, Topaz, and they're together. Yes, I interviewed them last. Uh, well, uh, comic not game. not IRL. They're best friends IRL, but they are oh, the scenes I have seen. I've not even watched the the season. I just have been given a lot of gifts. I'm going to catch up on the season this summer. I'm I'm too busy. I was about like, to say this is a show for CCTV children, shows. but I couldn't get the words out. I'm laughing too hard. Um, you got them yeah. out. Uh. I think I think we're, I, I we're like talking Selena. about Lily Simmons. I like I yeah, like sure. I like Selena in this episode. I think I think that like uh, I agree with you that her her anger was absolutely justified. It's like, do you know what you did? Like seriously, and like again, it's a very Batman thing to do, but that doesn't make it okay. And I think that um, it was it was it makes well it okay for the fans. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it gets him out there to train. I mean, I'd, I'd be annoyed if he didn't, but like uh, and even the whole like you know return the diamond and then like he lets her go like he does in batman number one and then all the other golden age appearances where he doesn't do dick to stop her and just, so that was kind of fun have you seen that ass though like what happens now i don't know but uh return that diamond <laughs> i'll take your word for it and then he goes back downstairs and robin's like so did you stop the Catwoman? oh yeah i uh i, I told her to go to jail and she did <laughs> that would have been funny like when, when we zoom yeah, into the Dobby's house I did on like that, that roof, she said, like, like he has Dick Grayson next to him. Like, wait, yeah. Robin's already here? <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that you Jan. That, 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 that was that was that was that was good. I, I, I think Selena was was a, I would say she's one of the more successful characters of the finale. Yeah, I did. I, the reason I like that she said like hell is like because it sets the dynamic for future interactions. Absolutely, yeah. And also the fact that you know now that she knows that Batman is Bruce. 
Sort of. I mean, she never really looks at him, but how, she doesn't how, how need she to look him? at him. She she knows that it's him. She senses his. He's been enemy. following her around, and he's like, "Ugh, Bruce is following me around." She because knows. of the same thing that he did when he was younger, and then she has the whole conversation with him behind her, like he's Bruce Wayne, even though she knows that. Like it, it, this this guy who's been following her around is the same guy. He also he's he's he, there's a, there's an effect on his voice when he talks to Gordon, but that was clearly like I mean obviously it's a slight effect on Tommy Mazzao's voice, but as Batman, there wasn't an effect on his voice when he was talking to Selena, which I liked because it sounded like genuinely an older Tommy Mazzao's, and it was a decent Batman voice. I thought. Agreed. So I did. That's the other thing that I liked is that he used his regular voice because, like I said, she knew it was him. Right. And as ridiculous as it was, he used to was, follow her like that in season five too. He would just do that. And as ridiculous as it was to CGI his chin onto the guy, I'm glad that like at least he got to be Batman in yes. some way, shape, or form. Even if it was like, it, it's really ridiculous to CGI someone's chin onto somebody's body, but they did with Henry Cavill, so you know whatever. Yeah, Henry Cavill's non-mustache. I mean, he, I mean, it looked good. It didn't look fake. It, lo- it looked like it was him. I couldn't it looks like him. a solid chin. <laughs> so she she knows he's Batman, and so does freaking like Gordon, Alfred, and Bullock. Because Gordon end, doesn't know. Well, here's the thing: at the end, it's like, uh, 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 ah, Master Gordon. You know, Master Bruce sends his apologies. He's not here. Ah, the light. You once told him that you were the light in the darkness. You know, you saved his life. Oh, look, there's Batman. He he sure is not Master Bruce. <laughs> like, it's more obvious. Oh look, no, the only person who said, "Oh look, it's Batman," was basically Bullock. I was like, "Holy shit, it's the Bat Dude," ten miles away on a rooftop. Ten miles away. We keep on making it lo- longer and longer, don't we? <laughs> First it was two. It was, was just six. a really bad. <laughs> He's all the way in Blue Haven. <laughs> He's all the way on Venus with Mister Mind. <laughs> He's in Metropolis, actually. Standing on the Daily Planet. <laughs> Look up in the sky. It's a man. Well, there's next to Tom Welling ripping it's a bird, off his shirt it's a in the Smallville finale. The plane. <laughs> <laughs> Officer, well, what's his okay, name? Uh, well, of course, Bullock Finn doesn't Taylor. know that it, that it's Bruce. Bullock doesn't even know that like Jim and Lee are married, and he's the one that married them, Josh. That so, was like, five years ago. <laughs> you can give it a rest. <laughs> no, I will not give it a rest. Have you met me? <laughs> Have you met him? That was ten years ago, by the way. Um, fifteen years ago, if, 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 fifteen if, miles away. <laughs> oh god, that's great! It was just a really bad shot. I understand they wanted to make like a long dramatic sweep, but it just kept going, and I was just like, "Where is he?" And I know that this would have been very, very fan service, but I would have loved if, like, the way that they did with the Smallville finale where they faded out with the John Williams music and it says, like, I would have loved if it would have, like, faded out with the Danny Elfman Batman theme. And instead of saying Gotham, it would have said Batman to, like, signify, like, this is the beginning of Batman now. Like, Oh, God. I think I would have just had an orgasm on the spot. (laughs) That would have been too much fan service. It wouldn't have been the first one you've had on the show. Like I, Smallville hey. dropped the balls in their finale, like in a few balls? different places. Well, because there, there was multiple balls that were dropped, yes. But like, <laughs> but that last shot, as BS as it was, that last shot where like you don't even see Tom Welling as Superman. That was still cool. How like the music crescendos into the John Williams Superman theme as he runs towards the camera, and it fades out with the intro of like Superman the motion picture. That was cool, and this was just like 
kind of like this feels like a comparison fade out yeah like even even the Hans Zimmer theme would have been fine with me that's not my generation's Batman but I I still would have I don't feel like like that would have been nearly as iconic as the original Elfman theme I think that like this is an episode where it's absolutely I mean we've done it before to 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 varying degrees of uh, legitimacy but we can compare this to the small finale which did have two hours and I don't even know I don't believe that was a great episode was it two hours oh yeah I remember it was an event because there was a whole thing with the wedding and apocalypse characters, but like it wasn't a great episode. But like when it counted, when like he became Superman and, and like everything was everything was all right, all of that was great. And I think with this, because they had, they had a ten year like 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 time skip later with the last like two minutes, but here they had an whole episode, and a lot of, they're trying to juggle a lot of balls in the air on their hands, and like they're <laughs> they're trying to do well. They also did a time skip in that episode, but it was for the last scene. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, like here, they're trying to wrap up the character storylines. They're trying to be like, like, like the expected version of the characters from the comics, and they're trying to. I mean, that's that's really all what they're trying to do, and it feels they're trying like, to set up a whole new series that isn't going to happen. But, is what it felt like to me. Well, I mean, you don't have to sell, uh, the series is written in fans' heads. We all kind of know what to expect, so it's not like they're trying to like invent new things. They're trying to kind of get everybody to the finish line that we all saw from the very beginning like the joker yeah. like batman like like the villains um and some ways it's successful in some ways it wasn't um i think i mean some things were just kind of odd like i i mean let's move on to um barbara keen because like she's practically the same as she was episode episode one i mean she's she's much more of an interesting character i like how riddler's like like didn't she used to be like a crime boss with us, and she's like, "You should be amazing." I'm still amazing, honey. Uh, <laughs> she punches him out. <laughs> you used um, to be amazing, and I was all like, "Did we watch the same series?" <laughs> oh, well, and because we're doing callbacks, I have to mention the glowing hand here, and then you and uh, Don have to groan and be like, "Why are you like this, Josh?" <laughs> Someone's letting out air out of tires. <laughs> <laughs> she's laying there out of my tires <laughs> pretty much you're not you're just, I'm just gonna fuck wow I used to be awesome okay I do love where she's like you know, where, he, where, where he's, he's like I'm going to do this and you know she's like again it's a callback yeah I do like that cause I didn't even, I didn't even think about that until she brought it up I was like oh yeah he did do this before <laughs> She, <laughs> Even she Mayor was Bing written Bonk, really like, well in this episode, though. She was well written, you said? Yes, in this episode. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I liked her in this episode. I mean, again, I feel that like she's absolutely the Chris and Crook of this show and that like the writers clearly love Aaron Richards and kept her sh- character in the show. Her character never needed to be in the show. But like for what it was, it was it was it was in, it was it was fine. I'm not gonna say it was enjoyable. It was fine. She was actually needed in this episode because of everything that happened before. Um, I actually, whew, I thought she was gonna die in her club, and I was like, shit, that is a way to scar that child for life. <laughs> I don't know if they would have pulled off killing a, a main character in the finale. I've been too much addressing. They killed them. Harley. I mean, that's not a main character in, in this show. I know, I but still, I was just like, okay, cool. And then I thought she got shot, too. That scene was interesting for a few reasons. I mean, like, uh, I know Reddit had a particular reaction when, when and I know, I know you would respond, Jan, but like when she was like, I think she nicked me, Daddy. A lot of people kind of recoiled at her saying that. Um, 
and then her like throwing up like raspberry jam before she dies. Uh, I now I, I know I'm going to get like you know an earful full of actually is realistic from both of you. I don't like how Barbara, you know, stabs Echo and then she's shot in the leg by the Joker and then Echo is bleeding out and then the Joker shoots her dead. And then Barbara Lee is like, let me go, you mean old man. And it's like, there's a lot of horrifying violence going on right now. Shouldn't there just be a little bit more attention to it? I thought she would start screaming, but whatever. Exactly. <laughs> she's it, not Kim Basinger. Well, I mean, but she's a little girl, all the same. She's a 10-year-old girl. So it's Her like, mom just got shot. She should have okay, screamed for her mom. She is the daughter of the demon's head, uh, homeless cop. So, like, I think that, like, she's... Now, I think that she was rightfully scared when she was at Ace Chemicals, but I don't think that, like, the gravity of the situation that she was in hit her when they were at the Sirens Club. She's just like, oh, some, like you know, guy broke in here and he's being like a dick to mommy and mom just Josh, like stabbed it. It's the same thing as Bruce Wayne get his parents shot where he was like frozen with fear. I don't see, I don't see any difference. I do. Being a dick to mommy, shooting her in the leg and having her bleed. A child knows what happens when someone's shot. Okay. that That's true. But like, she also saw that like mom was able to like, you know, get one over on echo before she was shot. Uh, and then and Echo again, was like killed right in front of her. And like, Barbara Gordon as a child is different than um And then she like, watched Bruce her Wayne like bleed out from her mouth and then fall over. I don't think you can compare like like the Barbara Kiesel story because like that's kind of a different circumstance than like I will compare it to the Barbara Kiesel story. But what story? She she Barbara Kiesel redid Barbara Gordon's origin in the eighties and like you see like Barbara Gordon growing up and like like Jim Gordon's like well, what are you doing with yeah, what are you doing with like my case files? Like, you know, as a thirteen year old girl, like, what are you doing? Like, with my, she wasn't like seventeen. Like, what are you doing with my case files? Well, like, that's this normal is, like, for thirteen year olds to murder and shit. like. Right, she was like into the dark shit, and Gordon's like, no, put those away and go to bed. This kid is ten. Like, Thank you, Jane. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're on my side for this because it's, it's ridiculous to say, oh no, she's the grocery store. She's seen shit. She's a little girl. <laughs> Who's seen her mother get shot? This would be this would be a this would be a good time to ask Stella. Like, Here, look at all this stuff. <laughs> Here, look at all the bodies I brought home today. <laughs> this would be interesting to ask Stella this about. This is the most like, homeless I've ever been. <laughs> with his own home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Al, you mean Alvarez? Is what the hell are those Look, we haven't we haven't said anything about him being homeless for like an hour. I had we to talked say for a very long time, and I, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. <laughs> oh, we still haven't talked about Jeremiah's new look, but I'm still on Barbara Lee. Uh, I I fundamentally disagree with everything. It's, you're it's weird because like like I also have a problem with James Gordon Jr. in like the Dark Knight movie, where like he's like has a gun to his head and he's crying and like he thinks he's about to die, and a second later he's like. Bah! Are you all right? Hey, Dad, what's going on? Then she turned it to Joffrey. We saw the damage done. Oh, that was the other. Oh, oh, is that who that is? No, yes, it's the same guy. No, 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 no. Because Batman Begins was that Joffrey kid, but in in the Dark Knight, that's that's Gordon's child. It's a different character. Oh, never mind. No, that is. No, hold on. I'll check the end. No, because like because like uh, in the Batman Begins. He's like spying the scarecrow, and there's some random kid comes out. But in uh, and also like like Gordon's kid was a baby in Batman Begins, whereas in The Dark Knight he's like a talking child. A talking child. It's talking Tommy. He really talks. Oh, it says little boy. You're right. Batman Begins. Okay. Dad, little boy. Dad, is he okay? He 
So apparently, Game of Thrones is like his last acting job too. So that's the only one. Yeah, like, him as. remember I, him as. I could buy that. Barbara was just really impulsive during the scene where they're at the sirens, and wasn't like didn't have time to think about the danger she was in until she was at Ace Chemicals. I can buy her throwing a thing at Echo, which is actually kind of funny, and like trying to attack the Joker. But once people started stabbing, getting shot, and getting, getting stabbed and dying, I think a, a scream. I mean, an adult would react that way, and I think that, like, saying, oh, she was c- too caught up, slash, oh, she's also seen some shit, it's like, first of all, pick one. It's, it's like, not that she's seen some shit, but, like, she is the product of Barbara Keene and Jim Gordon. That doesn't mean that she's not a kid. No, but know. again, I felt she's, like it she's, she's been caught up in the more, moment. I feel like it should have been more kind of, like... For me, it would have made more sense if she was more traumatized by it, like at least more horrified. And then she gets to Ace Chemicals, and then she sees like Batman save her. Like this is the first mm-hmm. actual uh, traumatic thing to actually happen to her in ten years of her entire life. Her mom's getting shot. Some woman gets killed. This guy comes in with this woman who tries to kill her mom, and he just kills the woman who tries to kill her mom, and then hangs her over a vat of stuff. And then she sees Batman. I mean, that should leave a strong imprint for future Batman. She should become like the killer that James Gordon Jr. is in the comics. (laughs) It's also fight or flight. And, like, I can buy her reaction in the siren scene because she's choosing fight instead of flight. Like, no, I'm talking about after that, like when the shooting and the stabbing starts. But when the shooting and stabbing are starting, she is still fighting because, like, holy sh- – like, if I don't do something, like, my mom could be killed and I could be killed. So this could be how she is handling that situation as, like, a child. Like, no time to stop and be afraid. Like, I need to, like, hit this guy as much as I can even though I'm That's a 10-year-old girl. That's not the order girl things anyway. went in. <laughs> she threw the box. Yeah. It, 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 All right. I'm, I'm going to YouTube. Death of Echo. She threw the box and it threw off Echo and then Barbara took the thing and stabbed her and then she starts hitting on um, the Joker and then you see like the the Joker like is like laughing grabs her shoots her mom I'm I'm watching it right now on mute yeah she's like shoots Echo. That's what we're okay. talking about at that point, not before. Before that, there was no violence that happened. So, okay, so the pro- so the problem is that she's not screaming when Jeremiah is holding her. Is that what no, you're it's saying? Like, it's like, once, no, once it's when her start- mom gets shot. Yeah, she should be like horrified. Right, I'm looking at the scene right now. But thank you she's for done. for doubting my memory of something I watched like an hour ago. It's not doubting them. I'm just trying to get it straight. Like, I, I'm, I, I, I just remember... gave you a, a rundown of the entire scene. No, it's fine. Know, he, I'm, he, I'm, he can I'm, see. He, he needs to like uh, for him. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it so I can visualize. Okay, so he's like holding her. He's got the gun to mom's head. Um, so your thing is, you want her to be like screaming a or crying. Bit more here? worried about her mom. This is a little bit more like like like, like freaked out or hysterical or something. She's kind of like frozen, like at that point when the guns to her mom's head. Honestly, it's really funny. Yeah, it's really funny when like she pops Echo in the head. That just makes me laugh. If I'm able to get Stella in the next she, few days for like a segment, this will be where I cut to shot. her. Like she doesn't, she doesn't even like 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 she's actually hitting the Joker while he like ignores her and, and like shoots Barbara Keen, and Barbara doesn't even Barbara Lee doesn't even notice it. 
Yeah, that's true. That's oh come on, writers. <laughs> we we've had ten seasons of adventures while Bruce was like traveling around the world where Barbara Lee as like a spunky six year old defeated the clock king and who could forget, you know, when she was nine and she, you know, solved the contagion virus all by herself. Her favorite caper is with Calendar Man. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm looking at this and like Barbara's is, that is, she was already Bar- Barbara it, Barbara Lee is is like looking at like you know I don't like you after like Echo just like just got her face shown off blown off or whatever like I'm I'm Mr. Horse from Ren and Zippy no sir I don't like it <laughs> is no, it sir, weird that like is it weird that when Barbara Lee was three years old they already had her become Oracle and like get cured already before like she could even be in kindergarten thanks Danny Dio. Um, wow. I will say that, that like, like, during during that scene, which was annoying, Joker had some fantastic lines. Like you know, oh, she has her eyes for now. I was like, ooh, you dick. <laughs> That's a the great. Joker line. was really good in this in this, but he's always good. Like he's always good, even when the writing isn't top notch. My dear, dear, dear oh. friend, <laughs> he always sells it. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, Cameron it- Monaghan is a is a complete gem, and I love it. I love it. how you guys have no problem calling him Joker while the script is still, like, dancing around Yeah, the, the script is still, like, like dancing around like he can't find oh the Oh my god, when he was just like, uh, who's Jeremiah? He's not here, something else. I was like, oh god, is he gonna say it? And Jack then he didn't. What if he would have said, call me Jebediah? We would have been like, <gasps> Yeah, because he was like, Jack, Jay. I was like, oh my god. I would have thrown something <laughs> at the showwriters and started banging on their leg like Barbara Lee. <laughs> I was like, Jebediah. I was like, did they even... I'd have to think, like, did we make that joke before they wrote that there were, scene? There was a couple of years where we thought, okay, they're spying on our podcast and getting their, their ideas. <laughs> that no, one had to did. have involved time travel, though, because they had already <laughs> wrapped shooting when, like, we came up with Jebediah. We could do ADR. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Jebediah. I was like, that didn't match his mouth at all. (laughs) (laughs) So the CGI Alvarez's hipster glasses on. (laughs) So, so I think we generally like the villains, but I must point out that the the Joker's plan was to bust out of Arkham, bust Riddler out of Arkham on the same day the Penguin's getting out of Blackgate, frame Riddler's plan on, on Penguin while he kidnaps Gordon's daughter because he's in love with Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yes. Dude, he is... Oh, my God. I love... Have you ever had someone you've loved ripped away from you? I was all like... Shipper. <sighs> That's why he's so happy when he gets that battering. He's like, my beloved has returned. Wait, wait, wait. But you guys are saying all the part that, that none of this makes any f- <laughs> He's in love with Bruce Wayne. What does a penguin have to do with Bruce Wayne? <laughs> The laughing fish didn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not going to compare this to the laughing no, but, fish. But, there, there, but there's a logic to the laughing fish. Like you know, he's going to get the copyright from. Like, it's 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 crazy, but but like if a- you if you read Death in the Family, Death of the Family, it is actually supposed to be. It's like a whole thing. There was like a whole essay written on how much the Joker is obsessed with him because he's in love with him. No, no, I mean, I'm, there's like tons of storylines. I'm like not. That. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that like his love for for Bruce doesn't make sense. What I'm saying is that like. What does Riddler having to kidnap the mayor and all that stuff have to do with any of that? That was to it's, keep it's everyone else occupied, I thought. Well, because the only one who would stop him is Lucius Fox. <laughs> <laughs> it was Fox. to get the whole gang together. I we don't. didn't get any Foxmen in this, and I'm sad. That's true. Fox, oh, yeah, they, they, they would visit him in, the, in Arkham. That would have been romantic. They had conjugal visits. Hell yeah. Oh. 
I'll write that fanfic for you, Jazz. Thank you. The image, the image startled me. Whoever, whoever wrote that Tumblr post where like they talk about how like you know Chris Chalk and Corey Michael Smith were looking at each other in that mystery solving episode where they teamed up. Like, I want to see if they did one on the finale where like they paid attention to Chris Chalk's face when like Nigma's like dragged out by Barbara and like Selena. Like, the camera was focused just out of shot to hide his boner. Well, I mean, there's a yeah. shot where like he appears wow. in like like the GCPD file room and he pushes him against like the filing cabinet, and uh, Corey Michael Smith like once he sees who it is, he smiles. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Miss Kringle, my other true love. Like that was a really hot scene, though. I mean, he pushed him up against the file cabinet. Indeed, it was. It was a great this is the most homoerotic Batman podcast I've ever been a part of, and it won't be the last. <laughs> okay, it won't okay. be the last. I mean, have you have you seen the Batman fandom? I mean, like I I. I, I Honestly, like, like, like the Batman fandom currently are fans of the Bat Family, which is why the movies suck because the movies just refuse to do the Batman Family. They're like, oh man, yeah, I don't understand why everybody wants to see everyone else. Like nobody actually, nobody that I know actually likes Batman. Nobody reads Batman for Batman except me. I do. <laughs> well, I mean, like. The whole idea, and this is a tangent. But you know what I mean. Yeah, the whole idea of, like, we can't do Robin anymore because he's too gay and embarrassing. It's like, that's such a thing of the past. You can do as gay as you want. It's 2019. But the, but the point of it is, like, there are so many different characters in the Batman franchise that people genuinely love and want to see represent. I mean, the Red Hood movie is massively popular. So, like, the idea, and I don't think this is a current idea DC has exactly, but, like, the idea that, like, we can't do the Batman family because it's too much doing a film now. The Avengers movie solved that, so just do a, a Batman universe of films and have like Nightwing and and all the other other Batgirls and Red Hood and Damian. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like you could just do what they did with the Avengers, except just do the whole Bat family and ignore the rest of the DC universe at this point. Like like the Daniel Neal run in the nineties. <laughs> Honestly, literally, you can do that, but um. I mean, and you can also run, like, the other films around it and then put him in for a Justice League film every once in a while. It's not going to be that big of a deal because he can do that. He just leaves Gotham to everybody else. We're, uh, to to get back on topic about gay sex. Sorry. Um, like... sex? (laughs) The gay kind. Um, actually, how do we get on this? Okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to be... Bruce and Jeremiah being in love with each other. No, no, no. My problem... It's not so much my problem, but my observation isn't with that. That's all well and good. I think his plan, especially for this short episode, was a was was convoluted. I don't understand what Riddler, Riddler and Penguin have have anything to do with that. I think he just likes chaos. I mean, I don't know. It's sure. It it it, it did the job. Um, I mean, I just think they wanted to try to find a way to have all the villains involved so that they would be visible. That's cool, but but I think that like those could have been separate events. It feels like Jeremiah wasn't was behind everything, but I don't I don't get his reasoning. Like I'm absolutely all for it. Yeah, break break Riddler out. Have Penguin have them do chaos. That's all well and good. But it was like he had Riddler think that Penguin had broken them out, and it's like why? Because you know that they wouldn't have done it if he asked. Yeah. But so he just he just wanted certain things to be in place to basically remove the Gotham cast from him while he did what he needed to do. Actually, like, and he got most of that done. I think it's also done. to get Bruce's attention. He wants to get Bruce's attention. Well, also, I think that, like, um, the Riddler was wanting to, like, show the Gotham, go show Gotham that he was the Riddler and he was all that smart anyway. So I don't, I don't think he would have said no if Jeremiah said, surprise, I'm actually saying, here's a, here's a costume, do all this, go nuts. 
<laughs> I love he did him. also he, just he... stab stab him in the leg. I love Riddler. He's like, uh, <laughs> he, he, he was like, I was going to come out and do a riddle and it was going to be awesome. And <laughs> that's another thing too. Like, like he could have done a riddle to solve the puzzle, but like, uh, I guess he did actually in a way. He's but like, so cute. I love when he's so manic. Batman should have, Batman, they should have had a riddle for Batman to solve. It's like, because he's a detective. It, damn it. There was just a lot of missed opportunities with this. I know, honey. I know. I feel you. If I was next to you, I'd be petting your head right now. <laughs> I feel like I it's, okay. it's okay. Talk about Jeremiah's look because we have not talked about that. Um, I understand that, like, oh yeah, there are there are restrictions from like the men at like the top floors of like the company of like Warner Brothers saying like because the Joker's in movies, you can't do him in TV shows. So, like that's why like they have not said the word Joker on screen, and that's why like last season <sighs> they like. They were told that they couldn't give Jeremiah green hair, so like they made Jeremiah's hair as dark as possible with like a tiny tint of green. But they were like told under no circumstances, like no like completely bleached skin, no green hair. And with this, it felt like okay, like you can make him look. Not it's like it. I I feel like they were given like the directive. You can only make him look. 80% like the Joker. So, like, if you want to give him the purple suit, great. But you, but then, like, you have to give up, you know, the skin or the hair. So they were like, uh, we'll have the skin and just get rid of the hair. And I did not think that there was this. Barely. He doesn't it's have like, any hair in this. He had, like, three strands. Yeah, like he was a Simpsons character. Uh <laughs> Well, that explains that, because I was like, well, it makes sense as he fell into the vat, and it did melt his face. Whatever. It, it made sense for the story, like, and Cameron Monaghan did a good job, so I am, I'm not mad about it, but that being I'd said... I'd still like, hit it. I don't care. I, I thought that his previous look, like... He can shoot like, me, he, too. It's fine. His, his Ace Chemicals look, I thought that that was fine, that that was, like, the closest that we got, and this was kind of, like, a step in the wrong direction, but she said um, that they couldn't do it anymore. Well, they could do the Ace Chemical because in his Ace Chemicals look, it was he didn't have bleached skin. He just had like really, really, really pale skin, and his hair was like dark, 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 with shade of green. I mean, uh, he looked exactly like the Joker to me. Yeah, and, and that's why that look worked. Did you remember? I, I remember being at New York Comic Con, and yeah, I get to meet Jan there this year. Um. Uh, but I remember being at New York Comic Con and I walked past like them filming Ace Chemicals. Oh my god, we're actually gonna meet up! Holy shit! Yeah, and I took the picture of like Cameron Monaghan and I sent it to you guys, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, or that was that was his stunt double. I took it a picture was his, of his stunt, stunt double. double, and he looked exactly like the f- Joker. And I was like, guys, and um, and and I I was a good boy, and I didn't release the photo on like Twitter for like until after the episode aired but i was like guys yeah you gave it to us though and i lost my damn mind i give you guys everything <laughs> i don't care it's like oh yeah davi mazaus told me that in the last episode a bunch of portals open and like all the gcbd characters like swarm on like jeremiah before he snaps his fingers shout out to cameron monaghan for he's using that new star trek or star trek star wars is that a game yeah, he's going to be in a video game. Oh, sweet! Which one? The the Mandalorian. No, that, that that's, that's a, TV a TV show. show. It's like Fallen Boba Order Fett. or Fallen something Order. like that. Yeah. I mean, he's still like I think not even twenty five. So he looks he, in this game. He looks like you know a very young a young Jedi character. 
He's so handsome, though. He's another one who I saw as a kid because he was in Malcolm in the Middle, um, not at the same time as Drew Powell was, but he was um, he was one of the little kids. There was a season where like there was a class of like misfit kids that were either like mentally challenged or overly violent or something. And uh, Cameron Monaghan's character, I think he had to wear like oven mitts. I might be confusing with another one because like he would scratch his face too much, and he always pretended like he was on a motorcycle. <laughs> And I was picking up one of my brothers from, like, Gainesville last year when the Cameron Monaghan Jeremiah episode was on. And when we were watching it, he said, is that the race car kid from Malcolm in the Middle? (laughs) I was like (laughs) – or not race car, a motorcycle kid. I was like, yes. So, yeah, um, I didn't like that look. Yeah, fans actually kind of – when this this happened, fandom went berserk. Um, And it was a a little funny. Like, uh, I – I mean, I think that, like, by this time, I mean, if, and I think by this time he had been the Joker for such a long time that, like, in this episode, his voice had a very Mark Hamill kind of quality to it with that sort of, like, pseudo accent. Agreed. Um, I don't know why they felt they need to do that. I mean, like, because, again, there was no real reason for him to fall into his chemicals because he was already, like, he could have been, like, a crazy Jeremiah brother. And then, and then, like, he comes out in this episode looking all white. He didn't have to look like, you know, Nebula or whatever. Uh, Nebulous like, blue. Well, I mean, like all de- all desiccated and stuff. Nebulous. <laughs> I mean, he comes out looking like Kieran Gill. I'm like oh, another oh he, another ginger. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't see the point of him looking like a zombie. Like, uh, it's an interesting look, and it's certainly unique. I don't think the Joker's ever looked like this, but it didn't necessarily seem to serve anything. Uh, other than, and honestly, I mean, we all love Cameron Monaghan as a Joker. And I can see mm-hmm. why they wanted to have him in the last episode. I don't think he was at really necessary because we had some great Joker stories beforehand, and he doesn't really do much in this episode. But like, I think he again, again, he elevates everything they have him do. Yes. Ultimately, that's that's, that's mm-hmm. really the, the, the final sentiment I should end on. No matter what cockamamie things they had him do, like he he elevates it. Like I said, my dear, dear. Dear friends, <laughs> even Wait, when the script isn't that great, even when his script isn't that great, he knows how to how to bring his A game and just steal every scene that he's in. His look honestly didn't bother me because he fell into the vat of Ace Chemicals, and like I said, I didn't have a problem with him doing it because I didn't feel like he needed to be like it needed to be his beginning. It it was technically a new beginning because that's when he actually became the Joker even though he didn't say it in this episode. Well, at least they were gesturing towards it. it that's, that's yeah, cool. I'm like, it, call me Jack or Jay or like, it was like, oh, just say, and it, there was like a lot of people on Reddit who were really mad about the whole Joker thing and they were like, he's <laughs> like, I can feel it crawling out of like, me and I was just like, say it. oh, are they actually going to make him say it since this is the last episode and they don't get anymore? Beautiful. Yeah. Well, and I was like, God. Last year, I was on my way to interview the cast somewhere and I put on Reddit, hey guys, I'm going to talk to the cast of this thing. Let me know what questions you want. And like one or two people said, tell them that they have to make Jeremiah become the Joker. And I like replied saying, um, I that's not, that's not up to them. Like... <laughs> That's not how it works. Like, 
even if they like say that's a good idea let's do that like they can't make that decision that's like those people who respond to all my dc comics articles by saying release the snyder cut as if like there's a goddamn thing Jesus i can do about Christ. it Let's not even mention that. I, I, hope I, that, I hope that Zack Snyder becomes like a rabbi who performs like circumcisions. That way people can get their <laughs> Snyder cuts. <laughs> I'm putting that, I'm putting that on Facebook right now. You can put my name, don't tag me. Because oh, I don't want to tag you. No, no, you put, put my name, don't tag me. But yeah, like Zack Snyder becomes a rabbi. Then everyone can get the Snyder cut. Like, I, Wow. I my favorite look of, of, of Jeremiah's was uh, the first half of this season. I thought he was. Per- I thought he looked perfect. Yeah. Agreed. He was so beautiful. Uh, Although I will be honest, my favorite look is at the is when he went to dig up his brother and revealed that he was all white and stuff at the at the cemetery with Bruce and all of the. We. Uh, Jerome people. We we uh, recorded he, that episode uh, a year ago, uh, Free Comic Day. Did we? Yeah, I remember. Like it was Free Comic Day 2018 when we recorded that episode. Um, oh right, because we were talking about what comics we got. Yeah, I, I had come home uh, angrily, got, got my my order wrong, and I got this uh, Batman Hardack Funko. Oh, dude, I forgot to call my comic book guy for my free comics. Ugh, whatever. Anywho, um, I was supposed to call him yesterday after work. What was I talking about? Right, so I didn't really have an issue with this look because I was like, okay, Gotham is just doing Gotham. I let Gotham get away with so much at this point because it's the end of the show. We have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers does the same thing, apparently, according to John Stevens. He said at New York Comic Con that, like, he said because the show was ending, we were able to get away with a lot of stuff. Because when we asked Warner Brothers, can we do this? Can we do this? Because the show was ending, they were like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, um... did look a little weird um i do like that he did put on the lipstick and it was it was very jack nicholson looking mm-hmm. and that, also that was nice that was a nice touch the whole thing about him being kind of uh catatonic and conotose over, uh, over 10 years in arkham asylum that's in dark Knight returns Oh, cool. I did not know that. <laughs> Don said you were going to say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, without mockingly, I, I was like... Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he said Jan's going to say, oh, I'm going to have to read that one. Like, I don't want to read that one. Don't is good. I don't like the artwork. It hurts my eyes. That, that, that's what the, art, the artwork <laughs> is. I'll be honest, the artwork is one of the weirdest things about it. That and Also, the, you know, it does a thing where there's like ten panels in squares on one page, and I... It's not dynamic enough for me to like actually read it. There's also a scene I would with a teenage girl hugging a naked old man's crotch. Sure. I would rather have it in like actual text form than have to read that. It's I mean, it's it's definitely like like oversucked as a Batman story. I think it's 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 very good. I wouldn't say it's foundational, but it's 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 still entertaining and holds up, even though it is very weird. But like the artwork actually degrades from issue to issue like it's decent from from issue one and by issue four is it's hard to walk out so like i will i understand that 
but like um, I was trying to read the it. digital version. I made it about five pages, and I was like, I can't force myself to do this. Anymore. Year one has better artwork because David Mazzucchelli is a much more uh, engaging art, art artist. Oh God, yeah. I once this is over, I actually have to read year one, and then we'll have to do a podcast episode on that too. <laughs> And it's funny because Batman is both both Batman and Gordon have been Ben McKenzie now because of year one. That's true. Yes. Um, well, both both, you, both ben, big hits has been both Batman and Gordon. Not Batman and Gordon have both been Ben McKenzie. <laughs> Batman and Gordon. I know what I said. <laughs> but um, I do. I really did like him in this episode a lot. Um, I like that he. I like that how. Obvious it was that Echo was a nurse because of the colors. Idiots. <laughs> and um, I did like, I really, really, really liked that he shot her at the end. Yeah, what do we think about her getting killed by him? I liked it. I did too. I, I, was fun. I feel like it was like a way to raise the stakes for the finale. Like, oh man, we're killing off an established character. But Echo is like such a superfluous character for the show. Like, I, I I remember when like she appeared last season. Everyone's like, "Oh, she's gonna become Harley Quinn." And then like this season, John Stevens is like, "Screw it, Echo's Harley Quinn." You happy nerds? Like, and um, then um, uh, I like the line where he says, "But I guess there's always other fish in the sea." And I was like, "That is on brand. Mm-hmm. That is perfect. That He's is gonna meet Harley. That is the Joker." What I'm if after sure all this he's still Harley, not the Joker? And then she just killed him. He just killed her. I, I, I mean, like I, I remember how she was in the last season. It's like when he changed to be more Joker, like she changed to be more Harley, like arbitrarily. She got shot in the brain. She also. Well, I mean, I, I, I think that he shot her in the chest because, like, we see her face before she dies. But like, no, no, she, no, 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 no. She shot herself in the brain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she did. So um, she wasn't. It wasn't like she wasn't. She wasn't. Um, Insane. It's not like she was a actual counselor who had something like that happen. Yeah, That's is what I picture. mean. What is this picture you're sending? What is Job Joker the Hut and Ula Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, she, and and Riddler Salacious Crumb. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Uh, um, I think that. You know what? I mean, like, it's nice to have the Joker in this in this final episode. It's a nice goodbye because, like, because Cameron Monaghan always found kind of like a, like a special guest star for the show. I never mm-hmm. thought I never saw him as a regular character like Riddler and Penguin were. Um, but it was it was good that way. I mm-hmm. think that it was fine for what it was. I think that like um, his appearance was totally unnecessary in terms of, like his visual appearance. I don't know if I was mad about it as as other fans were, um, but it was it it did. It felt like it was being weird for weird's sake. Is what it was. I think. I liked. Um, I liked Penguin um, taking Gordon back to the pilot, and Penguin forgetting to rewatch the pilot to see like how Gordon can get out of that situation. <laughs> I thought that was also like this makes sense, but at the same time, it's, it's like it's a. Does this Penguin have nothing else to do? I suppose he doesn't. Well, he he's always about revenge, um, <laughs> and, and it was a good way to kind of like tie things. Out. And we got a Falcone reference. You it, know, it, it's, uh, it's, we didn't. Oh, good for that! I, I was waiting all these years, but like, I mean, <laughs> it, it seemed like it's just an excuse to have uh, Robin Lord Taylor just gurn for one final time. 
I love you so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the tweet because um. Uh, I think it was Ryan Haas from Everyone Loves the Drake tweeted it, uh, but um, it was basically, uh, you know, talk about Penguin's anger that, like, after everyone had that kumbaya moment of, like, stopping Bane together, Gordon still turned around and arrested them six months later. Now, in fairness, Riddler and Penguin had that scene at Riddler's hideout where they're like, we're going to be the biggest criminals in the world. Yeah, and they we're didn't gonna, say like, that, so let's not, let's not pretend they didn't say that. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. But like, but, but Penguin's not going to look at it that way. He's going to be like, he arrested me after I like, you know, got shot in the eye for him. So I can see in Penguin's twisted mind why he was angry about it. Yes, I can. I can too. Mm-hmm. I, just thought, I just thought it was a little bit of waste of time. Uh-huh. I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for that sweet. He, uh, I will say. I will say yeah, though, I can hear that. I will say though, he looked perfect. Who looked perfect, Penguin? Yeah, with his, with his like purple jacket. It's very Burgess Meredith, like like. I did like I did like that callback to the '66. Did he also have like a cig- cigarette holder for some reason? I, I think know. he just had the monocle and the glass eye. That's really cool. And and this, his dialogue too was was very modern. Penguin It's like you know, I'm going to put flowers in the grave of my mother. I'm going to, the best revenge is being a good citizen. I was like, yeah, that that that's that's perfect. That that's that's. And honestly, I think fans have a problem with this. I, I don't. I kind of like the fact that like they were, you know, even though it doesn't make sense for the, for like the status quo for Batman to be in Gotham, you know, in terms of, like you know Gotham's honestly fine for ten years. At the same time, it was kind of funny for me to see that they were in Black Cave for ten years. He wasn't Arkham for ten years. Riddler was so like I don't I don't mind that as much as other people disliked it. Parker's just amusing. It, it it is interesting that um Penguin didn't go to Arkham. He went to Blackgate while Riddler did. I'm always of the opinion that like certain characters like Penguin and Killer Croc don't belong in Arkham. They're just they're just crooks. I mean they're they're a bit manic, but they're not like they're not like unreasonably. Killer insane. Croc? Didn't he try to eat people? Eventually, that was not his original. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's a, he was a mob boss for so long. And like when he was much more cannibalistic, he had like a disease that kind of affected his mind. It wasn't like oh okay, because I've only seen him as like I hit him with a rock. It was a really big rock. <laughs> okay, so Ryan Haas tweeted, finally watching the series finale of Gotham. First thought: Why? Why is Barbara Keene the successful multimillionaire and is off scot free after being a murderous psychopath while Riddler and Penguin get locked up for ten years? And I replied. Babs left her life of crime behind. The other two didn't. Also, being the mother of the commissioner's daughter probably had something to do with it. So you're saying corruption? <laughs> In other words, yeah, like it's kind of like how Batman lets Catwoman get away with stealing stuff while everyone else gets beat up. Like Gordon, you know, lets Barbara get away with things because she gave him a roll in the hay, and because he still has to give her. Child I, 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 I mean, I know that that's that's an excuse. I really, really, really dislike that. That's just so sleazy. <laughs> It's like well, legitimately, I think I think it's more to do with the fact that like once reunification happened, Barbara went straight. Had Barbara not gone straight, I think things would have been different. I think she like packed it up and like you know built her empire, her non criminal empire, and like concentrated on being a mother and a entrepreneur, a mom, entrepreneur, whatever they call those. Um, whereas wow. Riddler and Penguin like, and it's not like. Gordon arrested them the next day, like we joked about on the podcast. Like it was six months later. So, yes, there's a time. It wasn't like you know we're gonna be the best, best criminals ever. And then like he just walks in with a tape recorder. That's all Jason. I need to hear. <laughs> Take him away, boys. <laughs> By the way, um, 
when when they were filming this, there was lots of like set photos of like Penguin and Riddler staring at like some guy and like kind of, like kind of like looking like you know um, he was from the 1960s Avengers he TV like show like like, like he, he looked like he was from the Kingsman and, and like people were like who is it who is it and I kid you not one of the prevailing theories online was that it was somehow Martine grown up and when the episode aired and that scene wasn't in there people were like people Twitter was like. We never found out who that mysterious person was. Who was it? Was it Martine? Was it Martine? And somebody tracked <laughs> down Robin Lord Taylor at a convention and asked him what that was about. And apparently that scene was going to be after Penguin and Riddler, like, get out of the police truck. Uh, because they don't have, like, their, like, cane and gear and stuff with them. They were going to run into that guy and, like, see, oh, he has stuff, like, what we need. And, like, basically rob him. And then, like, that, that, that the, the, the scene was going to, like, cut, like, them, like, walking with their stuff saying, like, you know, we're going to kick Batman's ass uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. So that that's what that was. Okay. It's very, yeah, I was wondering who that was. I, I, at no point did I think for a second, it's Martine! But, like, it was, I did see that in the promotion. <laughs> that would have been a callback. Um, as much as I would have thought it would be interesting to see Martine again, it would have taken too much time out of the finale to like have him there for just the one scene. I was confused about Penguin like switching clothes with that um, reporter until until I saw it re- like today again before recording. I was like, oh, because Harper has that line: "We lost our trail on Cobblepot." So because Penguin's looking over at those guys. And he switches clothes so that yeah. that reporter can. I didn't understand that the first like two or three times I watched this episode. Oh, okay. Because I was all like, "What is there not to understand? This is pretty cut and dry." Well, I, I didn't understand why he switched clothes with the guy because it wasn't followed up on, as far as I was concerned. And then I realized what that was about. I was like, "Is there a deleted scene? Is there a like?" And again, sometimes because like. I see like earlier versions of the episode. I'm like, maybe this will make sense when it like actually airs. I'm like, no, it still doesn't. Okay. So, um, I know that like Jan, uh, said that she was annoyed with that by Cormac Smith <laughs> all the time. And I, and I totally get that. I think that's, that's perfectly fair. But like, uh, I did kind of like him in Arkham kind of like just being a douche. Like, Oh, Bruce is back. I knew him. Oswald's getting back. Hey, Hey, you, you, you can't talk to me like that. I'm that Riddler. Like, I, I like Cory Michael Smith just getting into like the, the like the slapstick villainy of it, and like you know, if you're gonna mess with a legend, do it properly. <laughs> like, I thought that was cool, and he was totally like flamboyant in the, in that Riddler costume, which I thought would look dynamite. I thought he, I thought he that was, Riddler that amazing jacket, the shiny jacket with the the Could, that's where all the the money went to it went into him and <laughs> penguin's clothes because like it's it's like the jacket look but like it has question marks all over it like it's like the leotard yes. so it's crazier than ever <laughs> like i said i love how manic i love him when he's manic i just really hated that he laughed like every two seconds it was driving me nuts. You, I, i'm sure you've seen frank gorshin who just laughs for no reason <laughs> who's frank gorshin frank gorshin played the riddler in the 60s show we're like oh lit- yeah He's literally. <laughs> you have to also remember that when I watched '66, it was when the syndication was on television back in the '80s. 
Oh yeah. Well, it was also in the nineties, and like I think in like Nick at Night or something, or like um the Sci Fi Channel because I saw reruns when I was watching it. It was in syndication in the eighties, and if it's syndication, it depends on whatever channel you're watching, like wherever you are. They're local channels. I t- I, when we're done here, I'll send you a video because I, I, I was watching the sixties movie and like he's 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 manic, it, but it's also a great performance. Um, but I, I thought, like, of this, I, like, I said that, like, Selena was a successful character in this finale. I think, ultimately, Riddler and Penguin were as well. And, it, and I mean, their, their images of this finale had, like, been promoted months in advance. And they look fan Like, those colors just pop. They look wonderful. Purple in their, and green. And their Halloween costumes. Yeah. Yeah, it's whenever they film a scene that's like not at Steiner Studios, like like on location, like those scenes always wind up on Twitter because like New York's a busy place. So like people take pictures. Um, In fact, like somebody who worked at like a bank or an office building, they were working late, like the night that like Selena, Lily Sillins, like conversation with Bruce happened. And they took a picture and like because it's like the building that's like across the street, like. Batman and like Catwoman are like the size of your thumbnail and it's like oh it looks like they're filming Gotham across the street from me I'm going to read what I put on Facebook uh the night that um uh Gotham's finale aired I put while everyone is gearing up for the for Avengers Endgame it's also important to know we got to talk about how they did those in the same night we're going to talk about while everyone is gearing up for Avengers Endgame it's also important to note that tonight is the series finale of Gotham The show has had its ups and downs, but it holds a special place in my heart. I've covered the show for multiple websites. I interviewed the cast 13 times that I can remember, and I've gone to see some cool behind-the-scenes stuff. My coverage of the show opened some great opportunities for me and helped me get to where I am today. I even gave an academic presentation about Gotham earlier this month. BGSU did happen. I've become friends with people at various stages of production, which has given me quote-unquote secret insider knowledge I'm not sure I'll ever reach again. During my last interview with Robin Lord Taylor, he hugged me twice and tearfully thanked me for supporting the show. There have been shows that have been bigger obsessions for me and shows that have been higher quality, but none of them have ever connected with me as much as Gotham has. I hope I can form another deeper relationship like this with a property, but this one will be hard to beat. Thanks for the five years of fun, Gotham. And then then I said, here are some pictures of my favorite memories. And I posted like... You know, pictures of some of my favorite interview moments with the cast and videos and stuff. And then and then I tagged Don and Jan and other friends in the comment sections who helped along the way. I remember. I remember. That's and sweet. I went to see Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's – I've said before, too, like, regardless of when the show's been good or bad, like, it really – I have never had a show become, like, such a part of my life as like this has it's really weird you spent so much time and money on this show yeah well and it, it and and it gave some of that back to me like i would not have had some of the assignments that i have now freelance assignments that are giving me money had it not been for like the tricks of the trade that i learned while covering this show and like the contacts that i've had and things like that like uh, yeah, you actually work for the company now. Yeah, a little bit. It, it, it's it's a big company, so like it's not like I'm working for the people that make Gotham, and I'm not a no, Warner but you're Brothers working employee. for you're working for uh, DC, aren't you? I'm a Warner Brothers freelancer, so like I'm not on like the company's like I'm like a subcontractor for the company basically. But uh, that's still cool yeah, though. It it is. 
It is. It is extremely cool. Um, and I actually wish that DC Universe would like almost pick up Gotham so I could keep on like covering it for them. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been. Oh, you mean the DC streaming service? Yeah, the streaming service that was supposed to have the Metropolis show by the same people, but then they said, "Never mind, we ain't doing that." Pennyworth um, is happening though. I've seen two trailers so far. And and Crystal Reed is on Swamp Thing, which is going to be on um, the DC streaming service. Which I need to watch because Crystal Reed. And it's funny because they released <laughs> like the the press like website for Warner Brothers like that like you log in to get like information about the shows. Their like promotion picture for like Crystal Reed on Swamp Thing is her Sophia Falcone picture from season four of Gotham. Oof. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> I thought that that was funny. I'm sure that they'll change it when the show starts to like something that's actually. And Warner Brothers owns that picture anyway. When so. is it actually going to come out? Mm, the 31st year, right? of May. Oh really? Oh god! How much is a streaming service? It's like uh, there's different deals. You can get you can pay for like seventy dollars for the year. Or you can do like seven dollars a month or something. I forget what it is. So so so, so the, the Pennyworth is not going to be on Fox. It's going to be on the streaming service. No, Pennyworth is going to be on a different site called Epics. Pennyworth's not going to be on streaming. It's it's going to be on like not the DC streaming service, but on some other site. But Pennyworth is Bruno Heller and Danny Cannon. Yes, excellent. So More garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I think that like uh, Stockholm Syndrome has, has hit Jen hardcore with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh. <laughs> well, stop. Again, like, yes, like, oh no, Barbara Keen's hand glowed in the dark for like an episode. Like, yeah, like, yes. Josh, that sucks. <laughs> let's, let's not Why minimize do you keep it with. doing this to us? Let's not minimize just, it with. We yeah, just want to get, get through. We know. Bad, I, bad Josh. Well, and, and, and here's the deal, listeners. Like, um, this isn't, this is not going to be a, the last episode of the podcast. We decided, um, that you know we're going to cover Pennyworth forever. No, just kidding. Um, I'll cover Pennyworth, but neither of you will watch it with me. Damn right. I might. I might watch it. It, it doesn't look bad, but like I, I just don't care to watch it. I was yeah. not planning on starting the Pennyworth podcast, but if you want to do one, I would consider doing it with you, just so I could podcast with you. Little <laughs> <laughs> Miss Dawn, though. It, we, it would just be Don complaining, like you know, like exactly. yeah, but you know, like how do we know that Thomas and Martha Wayne are married? They, they never like display they were any smiling affection. The entire time, Don, we saw Don. <laughs> the episode has their wedding in it. We see like, but they were smiling the entire time. Why am I sitting here taking this from the two of you? Um. So anyway, After the okay, Butch and Tab of the thing, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> it goes back even further than that because like i know but for me it was the butch and tabitha thing i know she told me about the smiling the entire time and it's like they're totally in love with she totally loves it. no ago. she doesn't then we read the article then the next season it's all like yeah they're totally in love with each other <laughs> but he called her baby doll and stuff it's just gangster talk it's how gangsters talk to each other was there a point in this in this monologue? But anyway, um, so what we're going to do is we wanted to do an episode about the last episode, mm-hmm. and then you know later on we will sum up the like series and our thoughts on like 
the series as a whole, you know, that way it won't be burdened by like, cause it's, we wanted to give the last episode it's due as opposed to being like, you know, you know, what are your favorite moments from the series and stuff like that. And so I think over the summer and there's no definitive date for how we're going to do this, we'll do a few like special things. Like Jan has been threatening us with reading year one for a while. And I think that would be cool. Um, I actually have to read it now that the show's over. I was afraid to read it and then being like even more disappointed in the show. And I really, really, really have been wanting to for the last almost two years read the of uh, read the OC, like watch the OC, like Ben McKenzie Origins. Uh, Should for we a also special do uh, Gotham Central? I'd be down I mean, for doing Gotham Central. Uh, that's a that's a that's a forty issue series, but it's it's. She can read the first arc. So good. That, I have like, the first. I have the first three trade paperbacks. Oh, yeah. Are so you okay. <laughs> he uh, will be. You you read the first one, then get back to us. Uh, mm-hmm. I read the the uh, Mister Freeze thing, <laughs> the very first arc. So there's that. So. I think that we'll do some special episodes, um, and I think I'm going to – I meant to do this, but I didn't have time, which is like kind of my mantra this whole entire season. It's like I haven't had time because of my new job stuff, but um, I want to take the interviews that I did before season five started, like New York Comic Con, um, um, the Megacon one with uh, Davi Mazzaus and Sean Pertwee, uh, the Pally Center interviews, and just do them as like um, <laughs> you know, a special episode. Um, some of those interviews aren't relevant now because it's talking about stuff that like hints at what's going to happen, but it's still interesting to hear, you know, so those special hiatus episodes, uh, I was, I was going to call it like, uh, the hiatus episode and release it during one of the long breaks, but things just got so busy, but we were able to do one more Vietnam ago go though. And then we'll, uh, (laughs) yeah, we did. (laughs) Um, and then we will come back and we'll kind of give this show. It's, proper goodbye um we do have correspondence that i've been meaning to read for the last episode or two and i forgot and i'm sorry but it's a nice correspondence i have it pulled up it is from jay yospa he says hey guys been listening to the show since the beginning through all the ups and downs of the show you have consistently made me laugh Something that comes in handy at work some days. Just wanted to drop a note to let you know how much your hard work is appreciated. In all honesty, I'll miss your show more than Gotham when it ends. Homeless, homeless cop forever. Oh. That is like the sweetest thing ever. Oh. And I'm sorry it took us so long to read that, but yeah, thank you, Jay. And it's I'm glad that it makes you laugh because our humor is very weird um, yes <laughs> it's very weird very eccentric. it's like i mean we just we sit here and laugh at our own jokes like we'll say something and then laugh at ourselves while the other two are just like why are you even laughing it's it, it's legitimately <laughs> like you know wow that was a good episode where joker almost like killed everyone what do you think josh gordon is home <laughs> that's exactly it that's 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 the show that's it <laughs> like if someone wanted to parody our podcast they would have a lot to work with <laughs> they wouldn't even have to parody they would just play the podcast i, I wouldn't even know i'd be like you, you, like don would send me a file and i'd be like why are you sending me this old episode of Gotham Chronicle? You're like, that's not an old episode. That's a parody that someone did to make fun of us. I'm like, are you sure? I would, I would need to listen to it and be like, yes, 
<laughs> yes. We also good. got a lot of correspondence from people like um I found out just how many of my friends listen to the show when like a few people message me saying, Hey, um, your episode for They Did What is like cut off at the end. So um if you're subscribed to the podcast, um, that issue's been fixed. If you re-download the episode, it has the original ending. Um, yeah, it was my bad. I, saw, I was the one editing that. Usually Josh edits the episode. And for whatever reason, and it, was, it wasn't intentional, but it was my fault. But it should be Is it should that be the one now. where I was also recording? Yeah, yeah. There, there are parts of the episode that, are, that you're recording. Parts of the episode are mine. Okay, okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> and, and I think um, Adam, um, our friend Adam, um, who... Um, his last name is his like family's uh, the members of his family's name on Facebook. Uh, he said something to me when he told me he was like, honestly, like I just watch the. I think he said that he just watches the show to listen to the podcast. I'm going to try and pull up the <laughs> message. I think that's exactly what he wrote. That was on Facebook, right? <sighs> yeah, I I, th- I think I screen capped that and sent it to you guys. I was like, guys. Oh no! Um, he sent it to you in an instant message. Yeah, I'm looking. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, he said, "Okay, he's talking about Endgame." He said, "Your podcast was the only thing that kept me watching the show in the dark times." He put in parentheses, "Lee turning into a terrorist, etc." Looking forward to a finale. He said, "Yeah, uh, I said, glad you're still listening." He was like, um, "Yeah, I, 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 we didn't talk about this when we talked about the plot, but I want to talk about the choice, like." Putting Gotham's finale on the same night as Endgame, which was like the biggest comic book like event, like in the universe. Like it's literally like, you know, oh hi, Force Awakens. That's a cute little record you have there. Bye bye now. Oh, Titanic, you ready to sink again? Well, you're gonna. Hey Avatar, <laughs> we haven't broken your record yet as it is recording, but we gonna. <laughs> uh First of all, I wasn't even hyped for Endgame because I was kind of burnt out on uh, on Marvel films. And then I went to see Captain Marvel and I was just kind of like, okay, this was cute, I guess. And then I went to... So the next day, I, already, I booked the tickets, like Marvel, Captain Marvel on one day and then Endgame on the other. I was like, ugh, I gotta sit in this theater for three hours. And I went there and sat down. Got emotionally destroyed. But I didn't go on opening night. There was no way I was going to go into a packed theater. So I think it did fine for me. Like, mm-hmm. But I didn't see Gotham on that night either. I watched it an hour ago. So, yeah. A week later. Mm-hmm. Now, the show was ended, so it's not like Fox needed the ratings or something or whatever. Like, if the ratings were good, it was going to get another season, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, the, the ship had sailed. But it would have been nice had they not done that. Um, and I know that there was people on Twitter campaigning for them to change the date. I never thought that that, that was going to happen. Like, once the date was picked for the finale, I was like, well... That kind of sucks. Um, and granted, I went to see Endgame that night because, um, you know, I through friends of mine, you know, uh, like connected with the show. I had seen the finale anyway. So like watching it live wasn't something that I needed to do. I made sure that I honored the show by posting that, uh, you know, huge Facebook and Twitter thread with all those pictures and videos of like my stuff on the show. So I'm um my conscience is clear. I honor both of them. And and I, I wanted to take the kids to see Endgame. And, like, 
you know, avoid the spoilers, uh, which the spoiler ban has been lifted by the Russos as of this. I actually got spoiled like 10 minutes before I saw the film. (laughs) Oh, really? I was just like, maybe this girl's just being a huge troll. Got to the end of the film. Nope. She was not trolling. She actually spoiled the film. (laughs) Oh, well, the rest of the film was amazing, so I don't care. (laughs) It was like the least important thing to me, even though it was like one of the most important parts of the film. Both of them involve time skips and characters, you know, like fulfilling their destinies. I was so mad, but we'll talk about that after. I just really wish that Gotham's finale would have kind of been like in its own place where it could have gotten like its own attention. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's it's whatever, but I feel like it, they did the best they could with the time they had. Yeah, well, they didn't have to premiere it the night of Endgame. That was no, I don't mean that. I mean like they had forty-four minutes. Yeah, there was only so much they could do, mm-hmm. and they decided to focus and place the people that had been there the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then Batman is this new secret entity, and then you get like the whole like, and now who's this mysterious guy twenty miles away? <laughs> it's getting longer and longer. <laughs> so, do we Bullock, how do you see that far? <laughs> was there anything in this episode Bullock, that we that, what do that, your that, elven eyes see? Was it was there anything, <laughs> was there anything in this episode that we expected that didn't happen? I like I said, the, the, fighting, the fighting scenes with Batman, like at least from behind, like just the whole stunt double far away thing that they did with in Iron Fist would have been like acceptable in the dark i don't know i I, i'd have to think like i i don't remember walking away being like why didn't they show this this or this because i think i pretty much like i'm a huge like i i fucking love batman i just i just want all the batman all the time (laughs) i love like if they had shoved jim out of the way and turned this into the bruce show i would have been even more happy I love how you just said I love Batman and like an hour ago in this recording you said nobody actually loves Batman. No, I said but me. Okay. Okay. Nobody reads Batman things for Batman but me and then uh Don said I do. <laughs> like I said none of my friends that I talk to that love Batman's like family actually like that. They're like you hate Batman. I was like you're not supposed to like him. That, 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 I, I, that's not true. Um but you were smiling when you said that because, like, because, like, there's many different as as we as we discussed in like the um the BGSU at the BGSU conference. There's a lot of different elements of the characters. There's a lot of different versions. There's a lot of different yeah reasons to like the character, whether it's the character himself or his world. Everybody is different. Yeah, but like I'm saying, if you're talking about the animated series, there's a lot of compassion there. But when you're reading like the actual comic books, there's such there there's such a um, focus on him being more of a badass and less of an emphasis on him having feelings, unless they like fuel his man pain. Um, That's also so I can understand recent. Yeah. And other stuff that I've read before, but like when you look at his most popular arcs, he's doesn't he doesn't have the whole um 
Batman, Batman Returns, Bruce Wayne look or the animated series look. He's always, what is it like? The Dark Knight Returns, isn't that like him being like grizzled and like just being an asshole or something? And then um, that's what I've heard. This is what I've heard. It's not what I've read. I haven't read it yet. Um, Hush was a little bit different. I really liked him in Hush. But yeah, like I said, what I'm reading now, uh, well, the New 52 was a little bit different because you got glimpses of compassion, but they were like few and far between. I think the New 52 was worse uh, than kind of what you're saying because like uh, there's a lot of push and pull with Bruce Wayne's personality and uh, honestly, that story kind of ended with Batman or Bruce Wayne murder, of in my mind kind of address all that. In the Grant Morrison stuff, he's a lot more well-adjusted, but like when you get to 2000s and in, in the and the uh, or really the New 52 and stuff, there's a lot more on the anti-social, emotionally disconnected Batman. Whereas you have stuff where, like in the 90s and other stories, his relationships with his partners is a lot more, I think, three-dimensional. And I think within the last 10 years, you've had Jeff Johns and stuff kind of riding to be like the dick of the Justice League because that's as opposed to like the smart, mysterious guy. Because like in Morrison's Justice League, he's smart and he's mysterious, but like. In like the last ten years of stories, he's like, oh well, he's the asshole, he's the jerk, you know, he he doesn't like. Anybody. Oh, I don't read the Justice League. Well, I mean, like, like th- there's versions of the character that carry over to d- that reverberate around certain things, and like that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like you know, Josh and I kind of came up in the '90s where he was a lot more, I think, human, and so like you know, I don't know from what people have told me, but they only read from their the family perspectives. He's like a total dick. Jen, we've um, read a lot more than they've probably read. I can, I can probably. Yeah, but like I'm saying, they're reading these other family members more prominently. Like if you're like reading Batgirl or Nightwing or something, and they're like, yeah, he's totally useless. Yeah, because like I can tell you examples from Cassandra Cain's title. I can tell you examples from Tim Drake's title. I can tell you examples of like Nightwing, where he gave the whole uh, Bloodhaven Police Squad body armor because he wanted Dick Grayson to be safe. And called Dick Grayson whether he was wanting to be a better person than Gotham or whatever. Like, there are examples of a lot of this stuff. It's, it's not just one way from one example of one story. Um, even even in the Killing Joke, I mean, like you know, there's a lot of things around the Killing Joke, but I think Batman is he shows compassion in that story. It's it's and Cell and I get in arguments about this every day. Like like, it's not just one thing that people read once and that colors everything. It's it's sort of a gestalt of different eras and different interpretations. And you can see that in, the, in Gotham. You can see, like, Bruce Wayne leaves Gotham and, and leaves Selina in the lurch, but that, that doesn't mean that, oh, he's a dick in that one instance. That means he's a dick in every every season. It's it's a lot of different things kind of come together from different writers. It's never really one one thing, which is why... Yeah, I, but they tend to focus on the one thing. You know how people are. I know how some people are, but I, I resent the idea that, like, well... People view him this way. That makes him this way, because no, I didn't say that ways. makes him this way. I said that I know a lot of my friends do not like him, and I'm like, okay, he doesn't want, he doesn't need you to like him, <laughs> and he actually doesn't need you to like him. It's not something he seeks. He just wants to make sure that you're safe, and like, if you don't like the way he does things, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, as long as long as as long as he completes his goal of keeping you safe. Well, I, mean, I think that like the whole uh, Batman's not meant to be liked is, is a weird thing to say, because that's a very 2010 That's what I mean, though. It's, it's not like 
there's an actual quote that he said it's all like i think it was the first episode of i forget what it was but jaime reyes was with batman and he was like i can't believe i'm working with you and we're in space or whatever <laughs> he's like i can't wait to tell my mom and he's all like tell him you're working with superman <laughs> everyone loves superman the brave and the bold or something <laughs> Yeah, and he said everyone loves Superman. So it wasn't the Brave and the Bold because it was a two-episode thing and he was like left in space. And it had the Justice League, I think. I can't imagine what else it would have been. Maybe Young Justice, but... uh, Maybe it was the Brave and the Bold, but it was like less He was the Brave and the Bold a lot. Jaime Reyes? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's either been in Young Justice or Brave and the Bold, so it was probably probably Young Justice, but like... um, Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Young Justice. No. It wasn't Young Justice. It would. It wouldn't oh, have been anything else have been, other than he, he uh, had blonde and because he's he, he's only appeared in two cartoons. Yeah, unless, that's true. Unless it was Ugh, one of the whatever. I'll just go back and watch both. It's fine. The Brave and the Bold was hilarious. I loved it when Brave Aquaman would stop talking about himself. <laughs> I, it last night. I was laughing so hard. But yeah. Are we ready for a uh, futon critic? <laughs> I just want to say that. I'm going to cry now. I hate both. All right. So next episode, this was uh, episode was called the beginning. Next episode is called uh, case of the chemical syndicates. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as, as Gordon is finally visiting Bruce Wayne, he gets a call that, you know, Arnold Stryker or whatever the guy's name is, is dead. So he goes to investigate the mystery. Meanwhile, it's Zaz's anniversary with Alvarez and he forgot to give him a gift. Oh no. You know, uh, guest cast list, uh, Bing Bong as, you know, Mayor Bing Bong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Never called that. Here's a better idea. Listeners, what did you think of the finale? Write us in and we'll uh, respond to your thoughts. At our our comment section on their website. Yeah, and uh, so until our final times. So is, is the next episode our our, our series wrap up? No, I thought we were doing specials and then the series wrap up. That's fine. Because I still okay. have to read year one, and then we have to talk about. The... I want to watch the OC so badly. <laughs> You've been wanting to watch the OC for like ever since I showed you the cage fight. <laughs> the podcast just becomes an OC podcast. <laughs> we love that first episode so much that we devote the next few years of our lives. I've watched to the podcast. entire series of the OC. <laughs> to podcasting about the OC. And I one was the, real I cried at the ending of that show. One of the kids, um um when he came to my house like during like one of the camp events, he um he looked at my wall because it has like a bunch of like pictures of like me doing interviews with people, and like he saw the picture of me interviewing Ben McKenzie for Batman Year One. He's like, "Oh my gosh, you met Ryan?" Because I guess that's Gordon's character on the OC. Yes, his name is Ryan. I was like, "You mean homeless cop?" <sighs> he will always be homeless to you. He will always. He has a home now, and like, and he had a home for like half of a season, and he was still homeless. He did. Constantly. He had no. He had a home at the beginning, half the season of the. No, he had season a three. home for like two thirds of a season. The first season, because he was living with Barbara. That, that was not his home, though. That was a home for him, though. But he was still homeless. He was. He, he was, was living amazing. with them. I feel we can just fade out on this conversation. <laughs> so until next time, this is Gordon. I mean Josh. This is Don. 
This is Jan. <laughs> what was it? Jan Wardo. Jan Wardo. <laughs> Jan Wardo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is Jan Wardo. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been McKinsey saying that he's Jan Wardo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I can't say Eduardo any other way. <laughs> and this <laughs> is And this is Alan Montoya, Harvey Dent. Liza, that kid that Roz, <laughs> that kid that Roz uh, slashed the throat of, um, <laughs> Martine, <laughs> Martine, Martine, and all three poison ivies, and good true Google puts, <laughs> and the and, Falcone, <laughs> Silver Saint Cloud, <laughs> Reggie. Don't forget the executioner. <laughs> Catherine from the Court of Owls. Hoot, hoot. Butch and, Ta- and Tabitha, remember them? Oh. Who? And who? <laughs> and you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. I'm looking at Snopes and it says, Will the Sonic that will Sonic the Hedgehog be transgender in the new film? What? I'm not <laughs> This is a Snopes article. I'm gonna say that he won't be. But that would be awesome. I seriously doubt it too. <laughs> apparently okay, they did this because apparently there's a tweet going around where it says Sonic is expected to be transgender in his upcoming movie in order to be appropriate for a 2019 audience. And then like somebody commented, he's a f-ing hedgehog. Why do LGBT have to make everything about them? <laughs> nice. I don't know why anyone thought, oh, they disguised themselves as like ABC News. That's why. Oh. But it's like, people really think that they're going to make a transgender Sonic the Hedgehog. And this is like my OTP on the show. She's a girl who gets possessed by demons and he's a priest. Wow. Is it weird that my first thought was, he can't date her, he's a priest, and not, oh my god, she's possessed with demons? (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can't date her because he's a priest. But he still wants her, obviously. As we go on, we remember... Gordon's like on your left and he tries to open up portals and it's like Gordon you're not magic oh I guess it's just me and you Jeremiah <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Why is he Gordon's like Gordon's yeah it's it, when he's at Ace Chemicals like saving his daughter at the end he's like <laughs> <laughs> he hears Alvarez over the walkie talkie on your left oh my god Alvarez looks so cute <laughs> Alvarez comes in and Harper comes in he has the little glasses a little bow tie 
<laughs> Hipster Alvarez. He's so cute. <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of still imagining like all the portals opening up in Ace Chemicals, and like every character from the show like coming there, like Valerie. You step Mayo, out and fall into a vat. <laughs> oh, that's how Harvey then becomes Two Face. I'm here to save you, Gordon. Oh, oh no, Harvey! Quick, swim half of your body out. <laughs> Again, still recording. I know that's the good part. <laughs> this is this is a blooper shit. <laughs> Um. All right, are we ready? Are we ready? Yes. Do this shit. <laughs> Cuts a Prince music. Mr. Wayne's a I'm so pissed off. I wanted to see Batman Returns today while it was in theaters, but I couldn't. Oh, that's it. I forgot. Don't worry, there's still time to see Forever and Batman Robin. Screw you. <laughs> Batman Returns is my favorite. Do you know that Barbara King's in Batman 89 for one scene? Yes. You said it. She's old as hell. <laughs> and she does not have a glowing hand. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs>